Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Emmanuel Quickly Show. That's Hosted basically, by the Quickly. Basically, that's basically what tonight's postgame is going to be about. Um, welcome back to the Run.Down postgame show here on the Strickland YouTube channel, as well as you're listening to the this afterwards on the Strickland Podcast Network. I am Sam. I am joined by Jeff and Tyrese. Schwinn will be joining us shortly. Knicks win in the Emmanuel Quickly coming out party on national TV, 131 to 129 in double overtime. <coughs> Vers- and this was without Jalen Brunson. Emmanuel Quickly got the start. He finished the night with 38, 8, 7, 4 steals, 2 blocks. On 15 of 28 shooting, 5 of 12 from 3. <coughs> I mean, just an absolutely insane game for me and you quickly. Um, we were right here at the Strickland, as we always are. We got Emmanuel quickly. We have been vindicated. All those times we came on here complaining about his minutes and all of the times that y'all tried to shut us up and say he didn't deserve it and Alec Burks and Alfred Payton and this and that and all that BS – We've been vindicated. We've been vindicated. This was a long time coming. He's put up performances, you know, close to this in other events. But the circumstances tonight coming in with an eight-game winning streak, and a lot of us kind of accepted, like, you know, hey, if we come into Boston and we lose, but, you know, like, it's a hard-fought battle, we'll accept the loss because, like, they just lost to the Nets. We just pulled out an improbable win versus Miami. A lot of us were just like, hey, we'll take the L. But Emmanuel Cook was like, hell no. I won't take the L and absolutely showed out starting. I mean, from tip off first shot of the game, deep three pulls it, cashes it. That's when I knew, all right, tonight's going to be special. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third quarter, he has 11 um, and spurs that run with some huge key defensive plays um, that get us rolling, that cut the lead, um, cut Boston's lead down. And from there, the Knicks didn't look back, honestly. Like I think he single-handedly, I mean, he legitimately single-handedly just won us this game. Um, and we are now winners of nine straight, and we are headed towards the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, yeah, there's my spiel. He played 34 straight minutes tonight, and for some reason started off double OT with a dunk. No, it was a three and a dunk. That man has legs of titanium, vibranium, whatever he you want to He did not sweat at all. I'm telling you, like, Tim somehow was like, Jalen Brunson is going to be hurt. I'm going to not play Emmanuel quickly in the fourth quarter against Miami. We're going to win that game. And now he's going to be rested for the grueling marathon of playing 34 straight minutes against the best team in the, the second best team in the East, defending Eastern Conference champions. And somehow, some way, managed to have one of the best two-way performances of the season, far none. That that, that performance should have probably put him in all defense comp- conversation. That, that's the thing. His defense was like better than his offense. Uh, I, I didn't even see he said it, but I I, I parroted what Benji said. That pose- <sighs> the first Boston possession of double overtime was a one man masterclass by Emmanuel quickly on like his thirtieth straight minute. Like Jay, even Reddick had to say something, and he stunts and recover. Like, dude. You should not be that locked in on defense when you're playing the type of game and the type of minutes that Emmanuel quickly was. He's He's got his hands up every single time in passing lanes. He's stunting and recovering. And look, 
we're gonna talk about it all night and and, and all the comments are gonna be about it so I, i'm sorry i'm sorry if i'm you know burying the lead for one of you i thought rjd I, I thought rj barrett played incredible defense the there's a specific possession there, there there's a specific possession <laughs> Uh, 116, 116. I'm not sure if it was overtime or double overtime. 116, 116 quickly takes a bad mid range shot, and the Celtics have numbers, they have three on two. Quickly rushes back on defense, and but but the Celtics still have numbers. Tatum gets the ball on the uh, above the break, RJ closes out on him perfectly and recovers and slides with him and forces the reset. That was one of the best closeouts I've ever seen from him. I thought he was awful on the defensive glass in the first half to the point that it killed us. I thought he literally like was responsible for like 10 Celtics points by just not giving a shit on boxing out. But his his defense, both getting around screens and closing out and just his man defense overall, he had the stop on Tatum at the end of overtime. Look, we're going to talk about Emmanuel quickly all night, but RJ Barrett was phenomenal on that on that uh, on that uh, end of the court. Yeah, I, I just needed to say it. I thought he, I thought he played a really strong game tonight as well. Um, like you said, the defense. I feel like, yeah, the defensive um, proficiency was great. The rebounding was fantastic. He had 11 rebounds tonight, and like you felt it in the second half. You definitely felt it in the second half, where I kind of felt that like he was definitely boxing out more. He was fighting for them. I think he caught got called an um an offensive foul for one. And it's like, when's the last time you see RJ Barrett get called for a foul on the glass? Like I will take that. You know. He battled tonight. Um, I think he really started us off well in the first quarter. I feel like he started hot Absolutely. that first quarter, and Randall was still trying to get his legs underneath him, which, like, granted, makes a lot of sense. And RJ kind of kept us steady through that first quarter. Um, not much more positive I could say about him. I just kind of felt like he was a huge catalyst that first quarter. His rebounding was phenomenal. His defense was phenomenal. That was probably the best defensive game he's played. I want to say in two years. I want to say in two years. Probably since the first game against the Celtics last year. Yep. 100%. So maybe it's the Celtics. Maybe it's Jason Tatum. Maybe it's his fellow Duke brethren. I don't really care. But if he can do that more consistently, then that is huge for this team. And that absolutely changes the way this team needs to be looked at and how he needs to be looked at, quite frankly. And and the thing is, is that the thing that made it so encouraging to me is, and I love, I'm just watching Sam. Like he, he just has way more swag than I could ever, I could ever have. So like I'm him in spirit. I just can't pull it off. Um, I have to buy the jersey. I'm going to buy the jersey. Look, 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 the thing that made it so encouraging to me, and I mean, you nailed it, Tyrese, but that, that game against Tatum, he, I, if I recall correctly, Tatum was like two for 17 with something or something with him as the primary defender opening night last season. Yeah. But that was like RJ taking an assignment personally. NBA players get up for that stuff. We see Randall do it all the time. And like, that's good. But if you can take the ancillary parts of defense seriously and embrace that stuff, the screen navigation, good closeout technique and recovering like that's what makes Emmanuel quickly a special defender. And that's what made RJ Barrett a special defender tonight. He was especially in that second half, he was locked in on every single part of defense that you want him to be locked in on. And I say it all the time. You want RJ Barrett to get to a point where his shooting almost doesn't matter. That's what me, Sam and Tyrese were saying all of last year about Emmanuel quickly. 
all we said was when he finds the shot, he's going to be special. But his shooting didn't define his impact. R.J. Barrett can get to that. Get to that. And let's be honest, R.J. Barrett has a higher offensive ceiling than not to compare the two, but he can get to a point where his shooting no, almost doesn't. doesn't matter. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have yeah. a higher yeah. offensive ceiling. He doesn't have a higher yeah. offensive Like, I just I – just, no, he doesn't. I, I, we just watched it. Like, no, yeah, you're I don't right. care. You're we're right. not, we're not doing right. this tonight. We're not doing this yeah, tonight. We're not. We're right. not doing the thing. We're not doing the thing where the six six fucking wing is automatically has a higher ceiling. No shot. Get the fuck out of my face with that. No, <laughs> no offense to you guys, but you both of you can get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit tonight. No, Me? no, you're, shot. you're right. You're you're Emmanuel right. Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you fucking kidding me? I have been waiting so fucking long for this, for this, for this, for this, for this. And this is why the end of last year sucked so much ass because we were all like, every time you give this guy minutes, he's doing something, he's doing something, he's doing something. And we had to hear, oh, no, 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 no. This kid is a fucking stud. The Knicks drafted an absolute fucking stud with the 25th overall pick of the 2020 draft. And if you're still sitting here today and you're like, oh, they could have had Desmond Bain. Oh, they could... Shut the fuck up. Shut up. You fucking suck. You fucking suck if you're still sitting here crying about that. And you can eat a fucking dick. Like, get the fuck out of my face with that shit. We drafted an absolute fucking stud. And we should be fucking thankful and... You know, like for all the shit we've endured, for all the Tyrese, how old are you? You're 23? 23. You're 23. So you were fucking born in the year 2000 or some shit, right? Yeah, 1999. 1999. All right. So you were born the last time the Knicks were actually good. Let me tell you something about the last time the Knicks were actually good. The, the only guy they drafted on that team that was actually good was fucking Patrick Ewing, who was like 9,000 years old. The Knicks have. <laughs> Fucking Emmanuel quickly at 23 years old, and they have a good fucking team, and they have an all-star point guard, and they have an all-star power forward, and they've got a fucking center who I don't know what was going on with him on the defensive rebounding tonight, but is consistently like an impactful, high-level defensive player, and they've got all their picks, and they've got a good fucking supporting cast. This is the best position the Knicks have been in forever, and a large part of that is because of Emmanuel Jalen quickly, who came out tonight and fucking dicked on the entire city of Boston, that entire racist. My son was dancing after every basket he was doing. He on was them. he was fucking singing hymns after each fucking basket. <laughs> he was praising Jesus after every basket. And I, as a like non-Christian, I, I I as a Hindu tonight. I found the love of Jesus tonight because I was watching Emmanuel quickly fucking ball the fuck out. And I have never never, never enjoyed a victory as much as this one. Because not only did Emmanuel quickly ball out, RJ Barrett played a fucking great fucking game. Solid fucking game. Which is why when I watch him do 35 games of bullshit, it annoys me. Because I know this is in there. It is in there. It's in there. He can fucking do this. That's it. I don't need him to be a fucking superstar. Schwinn, there, I need Schwinn, him to be was, this guy every tonight. fucking night. I need him to be this guy every fucking night. And I need Julius Randle to 
just delete the like last minute 30 of regulation and actually honestly maybe the last minute 30 of like every fucking quarter other than that Miami game other than the fourth quarter of Miami do that but don't do any of the other shit he was awesome tonight the Knicks basically had three they had like three guys plus Mitch so like three and a half guys and they fucking won like they got nothing from the rest of those guys nothing Grimes hit one three like and I know he didn't get a lot of shots I wouldn't have passed from the fucking rock tonight either Josh Hart, bless his heart, amazing defense. Didn't do a whole lot offensively. I don't care. All I know is I am so fucking happy that I watched this game tonight. And uh, I watched it a little bit late. I watched the first quarter at a bar celebrating my friend. He was, uh, his wife is, you know, they're, they got good news. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, and then I had the game recorded. So I came in and I ended up catching up like midway through the third quarter. I don't care. The entire point is I'm just very fucking happy. And Emmanuel quickly is him. And he's fucking awesome. And all the people that doubted him last year, the summer, whenever, they can all suck my dick. And the people that were like, oh, you overrated him. He's just a role player. I want you to do me a favor. Never fucking talk to me about basketball again. Do that. All right. Anyway, I'm done. Shwena, there was one moment tonight when I was – I don't know if you got to watch the game with volume, but there was one one moment tonight when I actually thought of you because I was just sure you were yelling at the TV. And that was when Ruko, for like 11 seconds, for 11 seconds of getting their their combined heads out of the Celtics' ass, for like 11 seconds in the second quarter, he was like, you know, Emmanuel quickly actually is picking up some six-man-of-the-year steam. And then R.J. Jefferson cut him off and was like, no, 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 they just miss Jalen Brunson. Change the topic back to Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel quickly scores, steals the inbounds and scores again. And I was just, I just know you were just like, yeah, Richard Jefferson, shut the fuck up. Like, like for trying well, to, to shut down Emmanuel quickly. Well, here's a fun fact for you. Uh, Ryan Rucco was in the same limo as me for senior prom. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? I know Ryan Rucco. Yeah. Uh, he was not a senior. He was very older than me. Mm. Well, he was fine then. He he's a he's a big Yankees fan, so I'm sure you would love him, Tyrese. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Rucco, though. I will say tonight on the broadcast, he, he did was good. Some... He was good tonight. He, he was, was good, good and he brought up Emmanuel yeah. Cookie's defensive stats. Um, to and and, and I did too. catch that, Jeff. And what I loved about that is by the end of the game, Richard Jefferson was also praising Jesus, just like me, uh, for for delivering us our Lord and Savior, Emmanuel, quickly, who, by the way, is a much better player than loser-ass McCall Bridges, who ha- who gets he, he gets absolutely no play at the club. That Chris McCall Mannix Bridges, tweet, by the way, was yes. insane. McCall Bridges gets no play at the club because Emmanuel quickly is there, and all everybody is just flocking to him because no he is Jesus. No play at the club is a wild sentence. Also, it's true. two things. First of all, I it's just a fact. Quickly, Jersey. Yay. Uh, second of all, on Caesar Sportsbook, I made it quickly. He's minus two twenty to win, six minutes of the year. The narrative has shifted, ladies and gentlemen. He he's got it. He he won it tonight. He won. He, he won, won, he won award that tonight. award tonight. Yeah. And, and it's so yeah. funny he won it on a night he started. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Also, man. I'm just I just really want to say this as like somebody who has thought for like literally from the day we drafted him. I was, I'm not joking. There's like a list. You can find a list of like, somebody compiled like that 2020 draft. Like, so that 2020 draft, somebody compiled like all of draft Twitter's fucking, you know, 
all the mocks they did, all, every single one. They did like, you know, and they and they pointed out like the high, the low, the average, whatever. And I had Emmanuel quickly ranked higher than everybody. And I still didn't have him that high. I had him like 20th. That was the highest anybody on draft Twitter, literally on draft Twitter. Nobody had him higher than I had him. They all had him lower. And I, I didn't even have him that high. I had him fucking 20th. Not that big of a deal. We drafted him. What did we get? D plus nepotism. Fucking UK. Oh, the Knicks. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know shit. His rookie year. Oh, he's just a three-point shooter. He's just he's just fucking Lou Williams. That's all he is. Last year. Oh, well, Tibbs isn't starting him because Tibbs, Tibbs is a practice. You guys don't know what you're talking about. The on-off is just because he's only playing against bench guys. This year, you got nothing. You got fucking nothing. Shut up. Sometimes you're wrong. And if you doubted Emmanuel quickly, you were fucking wrong. He's a stud. I, Tyrese, Jeff, Sam. I think all vindication. We've all been believers in the Church of Latter Day Saints, named Emmanuel quickly, uh, and we did it tonight. He did it can for you, us. He proved us right. Can you imagine if you drafted Lariandro fucking Bobaro? I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> I'd probably fucking like uh, like. Have you watched? Uh, have you seen the Shawshank Redemption? Yes. You know God, when he's like Brooks was here, like when, yes. like when yes. Brooks was here, like that would be me, if we had drafted Leandro Balmaro and <laughs> we traded Emmanuel quickly to somebody else, I'd be like, Quinny <laughs> Pooh was here. <laughs> you went through all that just to, just to make a suicide joke? Yeah, yeah, I did. Jesus Christ! All right. Oh my God! All right, that's 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 good. Okay, this is where we're at. Oh man, what a RJ was night. awesome tonight, by the way. RJ was awesome. Yeah, um, his first quarter was like huge because he basically he set the like, tone, kept us. Yeah, and he kept us in the game early in the game when I think quickly was still feeling him, like feeling his way out. And Rand- Randall's like, I know he had he had like ten points on five shots in the first quarter, but it was weird, right? It didn't feel like that. It felt like it felt like he was yeah. very much sleepwalking his way. Yeah, it was to... it was a weird game. For, yeah, I don't think Randall played bad, but it was a weird game for him where like. I, mean, like, I don't care. Like, yeah, and also like he's again, like, this is me being like, hey, look, when you're good, he's earned this I, leash. Yeah. He's yeah, earned I, this so, like, leash. Tonight, yeah, exactly. Like tonight, like I didn't I know his box score looks really good. I didn't really think he played that good of a game. He had uh, seven turnovers. Seven it and it was just weird though. Like, even like his scoring was just weird tonight, right? Like it wasn't it I kind of felt like he was like quickly steady. Cooked. You just kind of like quickly cook, and then I was like, okay, I'll. Like, I was so happy to finally see him let like defer to Emmanuel quickly, like in the overtimes. Like he was just like, all right, you like you get yes. the bo- you get the rock. Like well, that was that was a thing. really that was a really good sign from that was a really good sign from Randall, right? That like like and actually Randall's done this a few times this year, where like look, he's always gonna like generally when if he's feeling it and and somebody else is feeling it, he's still just gonna be like. No, it's give me the ball. Like, I don't care if you're feeling it. I got it. Like, but tonight, like, I think he could tell, like, he didn't have it. And I think he also could sense that, like, quickly had it. And, like, it was like that Chicago game that we lost where, like, if you go back and, like, look down the stretch of that game, he just kept giving the ball to, Ar- like, he literally was calling for RJ to come get the ball in that game. Um, so, like, like th- these are the small things that I don't feel like he was doing last year. And this is why it makes it so much easier to root for a guy like him this year when like yeah he didn't maybe have it tonight and guess what he knew that and he let quickly cook and 
that's like that's all you can that's all you can fucking hope for, right? It's like self awareness, understanding game flow, and all that type of shit. And look, he like he he didn't have a great game tonight, but I did think he made good decisions down the stretch tonight. And again, that's all you can really hope for. And these are his bad games. I'll take this. His bad games are like his mediocre games are better than like ninety percent, ninety five percent of the league's good games. So, and I mean, think about calling this a bad game. Like that just shows you the level he's been at this year. Yeah. yeah. Like this is a sixty-two shooting night for. <laughs> I think though, uh, this isn't pushback because I agree with you guys. I actually like in my head, I was like, I was gonna be like, eh, has haven't liked the way he's played tonight. But if this is a bad game, I do think it is not worrying because hopefully, like if we lose Brunson this season, there's there, there's a much lower ceiling to the season anyways, um, for obvious reasons, but it is kind of worrying that he still has these type of process stretches in him. Like um, just where he can, I mean, forget the turnovers. There was a possession early in the first half when the Knicks were killing the Celtics, killing the Celtics by racing up the floor every single time. And Randall gets the rebound and RJ and quickly bolt down the court. And they're literally both alone in uh, one above the break, one in the corner. And Randall just lollygags up the court. And like, it was just, it just very much seemed like he was disinterested in this game, uh, at least early on. And I'm not going to say that's worrying. People are allowed to have bad games. And like you just said, twin, it's been the type of season for him where a bad game for Randall is 31, fuck LCU, 31, nine, four and one on 50% shooting four huge free throws, a huge corner three, a huge above the break three. Like, <laughs> I'm not being critical of him. This has zero like, oh, trade Randall vibes. I am just saying that like it was more than just like careless turnovers. It really did. It really felt like early on, like he decided, okay, no Brunson, like whatever, you know. And I mean, this team has shown like they're good enough to like withstand that type of performance from him. So like the fact that yeah. they're able to like withstand that and then pull off the ninth straight win on the road in a game that like like I said before, like most of us had accepted like, okay, if the Knicks lose this one, they kind of like earn the leeway to like lose this one because Boston is coming off blowing a 28 point lead versus the Nets. They're going to be locked in. We just came off of a miraculous shot winning um, game winning shot the other night. So it's like, you know, we come into this game, you know, house money. Um, but the fact that they're able to still pull this out without Brunson with Randall having this type of game just shows like the wherewithal this team has. Um, and you know, you just kind of just up the expectations for this team even more now, because you're, you're, you're seeing every night they're like pushing the envelope even more as to like what they're capable of. Finals. I want the finals. Anything less than the finals. I'm complaining to Leon Rosen and making him do a press conference. I mean, we're do- there's no ceiling for this team. Like, if you don't think they the ceiling can is the roof. Yep. If you don't think they can beat a healthy Suns team, I mean, I'm even skeptical of that because first of all, we can throw multiple defenders at everybody. Second of all, they have no bench. Like, they they have four guys. Um, so whatever. But and look, I'm not. We won't. We won't be betting favorites against. I'm not even. Uh, Schwinn and uh, all of you. I'm sorry, Sam. I know you do, you do a lot of betting too. If it's four Cavs, five Knicks, will the Knicks be betting favorites? Probably not, right? No. I don't know. I mean, this hot streak lately could I don't know. Could really I, I push them. No, it, it, you're saying if the Knicks are four and the Cavs are five? No, no Knicks five, Cavs four. So the Cavs. No, are they, they, they won't be. It just, we don't. Okay. Like, we don't need to overthink this. Like it's just 
you're gonna the the team with more home games is gonna be the favorite. Yeah, like yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the like I, I'm not saying that the Knicks are the best team in the East. I and they'll be betting underdogs against four teams. They are for tonight, baby. They are yeah, for I'm, tonight. Yeah. But I'm set. But where, <laughs> where I'm going, where I'm going with this is. I genuinely believe the Knicks can beat any team in a series right now. There's no like the ceiling is it's not the Bucks. they have a title ceiling. They just no, also the happen Bucks. to have the, the, they they can't be the Bucks. That's the only team I don't think they have a chance. I don't I I duh, fuck that I I disagree. I I actually yeah I, I very much disagree. I, I look I I, bet, get it. We, I just spent just can't I just can't do it. I can't I can't be like as much as I like love this team. I I can pick them. I could see them beating any other team in the, in the league actually at this point in a series. Not that one. Like, like that's just like that's the one matchup. I'm just like I just don't see. I just can't. I can't get there. I guess I just. I guess, I guess I gotta be honest. I I don't really get it because I, I get that the Bucks are really good, but if there's one thing Tom Thibodeau can do, and, and God, that sounds so bad. I'm I'm all I'm the fire Tibbs thoughts are gone. Like whatever. So that I didn't mean that as shade. But his <laughs> best skill is designing a defensive scheme. So. I, you guys, all, all you guys do is talk about how bad Drew Holiday is. He's their second best player. Like, you're telling me with Tibbs building a wall against Giannis we're, and, and Drew Holiday is the second best player, we're 0% to beat that team? Zero? I mean, oh, I, think, hey, I think it's more so is, like is, is, hold on. I just, I just wanna, I want to clarify something. <laughs> the only thing we do is talk about how bad Drew Holiday is. That's it. That's <laughs> every night. I see it every night. <laughs> I hear it every night. We're not the strictly where the fuck Drew Holiday lives. <laughs> I will say, I will say, the fact that Chris Middleton is hobbled probably gives us a chance that I don't think we would have if they were healthy. Because think Chris For Middleton, me, it's just their shooting. They've been like, like crazy with the shooting. Like you got Brooke, Jay, Joe Ingles, Pat, Grayson Allen. You know, you know, Knicks versus white shooters is never a good match. Um, <laughs> like, tell you, white shooters win championships for better uh, yeah. or for worse. Yeah, I mean, and, and and the Bucks got three of them. And they will let it spray versus the Knicks. So that, that's that's my fear with that matchup. Just the Knicks um, versus their three-point shooting. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I feel pretty confident versus every other matchup in the in the in the East right now. You know, yeah, you, I just want to say this. I want to say this. I'm fine in the East. <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> oh man. I, 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 my only point was I don't think it's zero percent. Oh yeah, I don't think it's zero yeah. percent either. Yeah, like we ultimately take so, two games. I think we take two games, especially with the way the Knicks have been playing. I don't think we played the Bucks since the um, rotation change. I don't think we played the Bucks since the rotation change. So. Um, someone could look into no, that. No, we did. We did. We did. That was the Jalen Munson forty-four piece, right? Yeah, we just we just haven't uh, we just haven't played them since we got Josh Hart. But we did play them out. We played them twice, I think, after the rotation change, actually. I mean, just once. No, you're right. It's just once. But we did play them. I was at that game. It sucked. But we were up 17 at one point in that game. Uh, can I just say it was? Re- it's really funny that that Tibbs put he put he put Deuce in for like three minutes in the first half, and like they gave over oh, there. I think they were like minus six or I don't know what the fuck they were in those minutes. But he like oh, saw like that. 66. Yeah. But he he saw that and was just like. Yeah, no, actually, like, quick, you're just playing the rest of the game, dude. That's it. like, I don't, like, that's that's all that's gonna happen. Here. And the quick is like, oh, all right, coach, God is good. I love this minute. <laughs> I'm grateful where, 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 where I'm at, where I'm at, it, I got like a shitload of snow. I shoveled the snow for like 15 minutes, and I sweat more than Emmanuel quickly did after playing 55 <laughs> minutes. In the last 
Yeah, he made it quickly. How, how, does, how did he look like that in the post-game interview? I don't understand it. Like, what the fuck was that? Because he's, like, he's just built different, bro. Like, he's, he's divine like, this is, Yeah, exactly. He is divine. He's, he's, God, he's God's son, as his uh, Twitter handle will tell you. <laughs> IQ, God's uh, son. But remember, remember. Quickly is an absolute shocker. A good shooter, but undersized, and not much of an athlete. I'm not sure anybody had him in their top 40. And one wonders if the Knicks overrated him based on the connections, um, on the Kentucky connections in their front office. And my personal favorite, my personal favorite, I, too, like Quickly, in his role. <laughs> when they become a playoff team again, he'll get hunted in isolation, 9% tile in NBA, and hurt your defense. Less isos in regular seasons, Allows his forest hive to overlook this. Let him be a really good fourth guard on a playoff team. What a fucking idiot! <laughs> it's 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 so it's so it's so crazy, man. Like I I mean I know it's like everyone knows that guy's a moron, so like it doesn't really matter. But the defense moron thing, is just keeping it friendly. Yeah, you're being, you're being nice. yeah. Yeah, I, I was having like a discussion with this guy. He's actually or he's been a nice guy to me. I don't know uh, on Twitter today, and he kept tagging Tommy D. And can, like, you like, can, you, can you believe this guy, Tommy D? And I wanted to message him and be like, just so you know, if he's the only one who's agreeing with you, you're not right. Like, oh, that's, that's you're bad. like beyond wrong. Did you guys see this John Morant thing? John Morant to be away from Grizzlies indefinitely? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I they announced that during the game. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, I, um, look, that's, that's good. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. All I was going to say is that the defense is like quickly. I mean, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Mitch was that impactful. I think Quickly was the best defender on the floor tonight. I, I didn't. I again, like it was a weird game. I didn't think. I didn't think Mitch played bad, but I don't think he was like Mitch tonight. Like he did not have that impact. He tonight. was meh. A lot yeah, of guys were just meh tonight. He, he was just dude. Meh. Hartenstein tonight, dude. Hartenstein tonight. Oh my was God, brutal. Man. Really bad. That one when he got the rebound and he threw that ridiculous outlet to Quickly that he couldn't get. I was like. What are you doing there? Like, what's what's the reason for you not being able to make that pass? Like, isn't your old, like Jokic of the East? Like, no, like make the like make the easy pass. Um, no, yeah. I, I yeah I agree. Like, I I think I think quickly and RJ to be quite honest. Like, I thought both those guys were fucking nails on defense tonight. Both of them. Um, they're really really good. And and Hart too. Hart was great. Like, I thought Randall was fine. He wasn't bad, but he was not great. He had he had a couple possessions where like. He made like two rotations and was just like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm good now, actually." Like, I, I that's it. Like, I got I had two rotations to be honest, and he just stand under the rim hoping they'd miss a three. Uh, Mitch was whatever. Hartenstein was, who knows? I thought Ob played. I thought I thought Ob actually was okay on defense, but like he didn't play enough for it to matter. Or whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think quickly was. I, I think quickly was the best player on the floor. I thought RJ was great. I thought I thought Hart was like he could be he played super hard. Those three guys were like they they kind of like glued the defense together tonight. This is a great comment. Great, great comment right here. Uh I couldn't agree more. That Josh Hart shot was enormous. Great, great comment. Uh underrated big shot of the night was the start of the first OT. Smarter hit that first three, and Hart responded with that three from the corner as it felt like we were about to lose the game. I just couldn't agree more. I, the Knicks had a really bad first possession over time, if I recall correctly. And it just felt like losing the game in regulation after being up seven. Was, eight. It, was it a Randall turnover to start? Was that 
the first possession? It was either that or I no, I, I think it might have been a quickly missed three, like a deep quickly missed three from mm. above the break. Um but it was like it was like no a, it's move. like a meandering possession that didn't go anywhere. I, I know that hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Like and sort of just like okay, like we we gave it our best, we're dead. Like like it just sort of it, it was a very deflating start. And for Josh Hart to hit that three, it it really revived life in the team. Great comment. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted after like the first possession of overtime for the Knicks. I was like, oh wow, after that possession, I don't know how I feel about overtime right now. Um, but yeah, like you said, when Josh hit, Josh Hart hit that hit that three, that definitely lifted my spirits and definitely gave me some ease about you know our potential to win this game. Can I, can I throw something out there? I'm just curious to get get your guys' thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Is and then we'll get into comments. J- is Jalen Brunson underrated as a defensive rebounder or something? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's like that's like something like I don't really like pay attention to on a night to night basis because like. Well, as somebody who's obsessed with defensive rebounding, uh, I thought it was very interesting that tonight, like we started the game, and we just like even at the start of the game, right? We could not get a defensive rebound. Like the first quarter, I feel like they had they they were up like they got up a little bit early, and like I remember like they had like like three or four possessions where they got multiple shots because they got offensive rebounds. And I was just like, Did, am I like undervaluing Jalen Brunson as a defensive rebounder? It's like, what's going on here? But maybe it was just I a think, weird defensive rebound, rebounding game from the team. I, I don't know. I think, and I could be overreacting to the numbers. Um, I think quickly might just, I think quickly might be overrated by the rebounding total. He's totals. He gets on the rebounding front. Just looking at the on offs right now, uh, quickly has the lowest on defensive rebound percentage. And, they're like 5% better, literally 5% better when he doesn't play. Um, I think that's skewed by how many minutes he played with Cam Reddish to start the year. I've been tracking that's possible. that. Also, <laughs> I've been tracking that, Jeffrey. And yeah, you're right. uh, I, will not, I will not be accepting this uh, hypothesis of yours today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I know quickly he's a god at everything. I, dude, I, I literally am two days removed from saying I would die for him. So, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know. No, you're right. I, I do think like his individual defensive rebound totals inflate his value to the team. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. That's the only negative thing. He gets, thing lot, he gets a lot of rebounds tonight. where he sneaks in after another guy's box out. You know, he he kind of gets a lot of those Russell Westbrook rebounds. Okay, let's slow our roll here. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can we, can we kick Jeff? Can we kick Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, let's get into the ad read so that we can get some comments because we got a lot today. A lot. I mean, shout out to everyone that's been pulling up to the streams lately. Views have been climbing and climbing. Y'all definitely helping us out, reach our, helping us reach our goal of 1K subs. Um, NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions supply. See show notes for details. All right. 
Um, hey, Sam, 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 before you lead into the start of the comments, I just want to address this one comment because David's yes. exactly right. Uh, quickly has unbelievable instincts on those long rebounds. He'll beat, he'll beat guys to the spot when he has no business doing it. So that's another great comment. Uh, David's exactly right. That's one area where quickly is absolutely gaining rebounds back for the team. And I shouldn't have discounted that. So great comment, David. Sorry, Sam. All right. Let's get into some comments. Shout out to everyone that's been tuning in from the start. Let's get into these comments. Cause we got a bunch um all right so nick ace bouchard he says nick's really missed brunson simply for the crunch time offensive possessions um yeah there was a stretch like for four minutes where the knicks just couldn't get anything to go um and like the game got tied 104 104 but it doesn't matter he says nick's too deep um shall you manual quickly for you know doing his best jalen brunson impersonation in that overtime and double overtime um once he got how much points was he at when he got that floater to tie it to go to um double overtime? Double to double overtime. It was it was with about 17 seconds left. The Celtics didn't call a timeout, ran, just stood there. I don't know what they were doing, and then they eventually called a timeout that, to uh, that team is hilarious, by the way. Joe Mazzula, Grant Williams, what a combination right there. Are we sure I Joe Mazzula is good, by the way? I'm not sure he's he not he's, he's not, not, and Celtics fans are yeah, realizing it right good. now. Celtics fans are like freaking on the timeline, realizing that he's not good. They're like, what the hell was he doing in those two overtimes? He legit didn't use a timeout until that moment right there. Tom Thibodeau is going to run circles around Joe Mazzulla in the playoffs. I'm sorry. They they extended him. They extended him. Why would you extend him? The the Grant Williams minutes were hilarious, by the way. Dude, Grant Williams. His bricks are so insane. Uh, Schwinn, can can, can, can we get a Schwinn rant? About this fucking <laughs> this fucking team falling over every single time. Oh my no, god! Right. Yeah, I just want to say I want to say this. Marcus Smart, this guy spent more. He's time, setting the sport back. He he spent years. more time on his fucking back today than fucking. Tim Kardashian did. Like, what the fuck are yeah, we doing? Like here? like. I that this, this, this news. I knew, I knew like, Terry's gonna have it. It was god. a fucking joke. I mean, it was like. Like I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like this guy, every fucking time he got touched, he's collapsing, he's falling on the ground. And you know what? I'll tell you, he's gonna, he's going to get somebody hurt someday. He's going to because he's just oh. fucking flailing around out there for Hopefully no fucking it's reason. Himself. Yeah, it's not going to be though. It's never going to be the guy that does it. He's gonna. It, it was a joke. It was insane to watch some of the calls he got today. And the refs um, are falling for his antics in 2023. Like, yeah, give me a break. He's been doing this for years. Like, get a break. Yeah, and, and, and I thought what was crazy is, like, aside from that, I thought the refs were actually pretty good tonight. Like, aside from the, the Marcus Smart shit, I thought they were fine. Like, I thought they, they called a pretty even game. Too much of the game. Yeah. yeah but, like, but, like, just the Marcus Smart stuff, I'm like, you're calling a totally separate game for everybody else that's on the floor. And then Marcus Smart gets out there, and he's fucking falling on this guy. He's collapsing over here. He's getting – it's like, what are we doing here? Like, it's just crazy oh. to watch it. Uh He's a joke. I, I can't stand him. I'm happy he fouled out. I'm happy they lost. Nobody. And can I can I just say, like, enough. Like, we get it, dude. You're a true Celtic. Like, we, you don't need to keep dyeing your fucking hair green. All right. Like, we get it. Like, you're diehard Celtic. You fucking live and bleed green. Like, get a fucking life. Let me tell you something, Marcus. Everybody in that city, low key, hates you. Um, and and they hate Jason Tatum. 
and they hate Jalen Brown, and they hate Grant Williams, and they oh, hate they Al Horford. They hate. Like, they love the they, fuck out of Mike Muscala. Like, yeah. they love Mike yeah. Muscala. They love Luke Cornett. Luke, Luke Cornett, Cornett is like, love him. He's gonna get his love fucking jersey guy. retired. It's it's a joke. Like, no, it's it's a joke, man. It, I I just can't imagine like being a, a really good at the sport and taking pride uh, as any minority playing for the Celtics. That's crazy to me. Oh man! And the worst part is like fucking, like fucking. Did Grant you, like, Williams pause? Used to be fucking. Did you like freeze? Did your controller freeze yeah, my, there, Tyrese? My bad. <laughs> I, I I just Grant Williams gives me anger. Grant Williams gives me anger that should not be experienced by mortal is it, men. Is it because he's fair skinned? <laughs> <laughs> He's built like a hungry, hungry hippo, dude. And he's just flailing. <laughs> and he's just flailing. He's just, every time he makes content, no one that he follows, he just goes. Oh, my gosh. Shout, shout out to Jeff doing uh, the post game like, Me, Tyrese, and Sam all the time. <laughs> I, I, I just I just learn. I learn more and more how much you guys hate me. <laughs> I just... I, the Grant Williams needs to. I don't even know if Grant Williams has a family. He needs to be a family man. No one, matter of fact, he needs to be an NBA, NBA man because there's no way the men should be playing basketball. Like, just run the run the union, you know, negotiate deals. But I, if I have to watch you play basketball, I swear to God, I'm going to lose an eye. Oh like, my gosh! God, I can't stand Grant Williams. Yeah, he's I mean, a quickly. He sucks. He's a fucking potato. He's like, he's like, he's a ninja turtle. If you go to like the grocery store, right, you'll get like you'll, if you if you go to like uh, like the potato aisle, there'll be like those bags of like Yukon gold potatoes. That's Grant Williams. He's just a bag of Yukon gold potatoes. Like he sucks. I hate him. Um, he's terrible. Oh, I hope I hope he gets a fucking minimum contract. Fuck him. Grant oh, Williams man. is like the fucking creamer that you get at the grocery store with like a dent in it. Then you put to the back of the like the fridge so that you don't have to pick it up. That's what Grant Williams is. Oh my gosh, Grant like, Williams is catching like yo. Emmanuel quickly, today. Emmanuel quickly is now the betting favorite for six man of the year. Yeah, he's, he's minus winning. Two wow. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's minus two twenty on season. This was like the perfect encapsulation of everything. Nine game win streak. Emmanuel quickly solidifies six man of the year with a career night on national TV. I had my whole timeline just spamming quickly. Not even like just Knicks fans. I had like fans of like every single NBA team just saying like Emmanuel quickly is special. IQ is special. Like this he goes top five, is what right? dreams are made of, man. This is what the sport is all about. Being vindicated, like David Goodman here says, everyone who yelled at Thibs to play quickly more since year one has been completely vindicated. And and Sam, the point you're making is such a good one because it's what makes quickly so special. How many, like, there's always been something different about him. Tom Piccolo said a few days ago, he said he's never seen anyone create momentum for a team as fast as quickly does force the other team to call timeouts the way Emmanuel quickly does. There's something intangibly special about him. And there always has been, I look, Knicks fans are a special breed. We're, we're, I, I, I tweeted it tonight. Like it's, I feel so lucky to be a part of this fan base, honestly. 
And I genuinely believe if RJ Randall, I mean, we just saw Randall have a game. Is it, like, is let's it be honest. Like, I, 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 I'm not, I don't, I don't want to compare the two as players. That I'm not doing that. But the hype that quickly is getting tonight is unlike what it, it's different than what even what Randall was getting hitting a buzzer beater in Miami. Like, this is the most hype this fan base has been, and it's not because quickly. It, he's just different. He's built okay, it, every. He's the easiest player to love. It's it's because, and this is like my entire thing. I've said I said this on podcast last year. I've said it over the summer. Like everybody, every fucking day, you get on Nick's Twitter, or you get on, you read an article, or you hear fucking people talking about it in the media, like you know whatever first take ESPN Sports Center, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, the Knicks are good, but they needed this guy. They need to trade for a star. They need to trade for a star. They need to trade for a star. They got to get a superstar. Blah blah blah. Like. I'm sorry, but like it needs to mean more than that. Like sports needs to mean more than just like this cold hearted Wall Street fucking like bottom line business, dude. Like I want to root for guys, for fucking people that I'm invested in that have like been through the shit that have fucking experienced the same shit I've experienced probably more so because they're directly involved. Like I need to root for guys that mean more to me than just like, hey, this guy is an NBA superstar. And you want to know what happens when you sell your fucking franchise out to guys that have no connection to your team, that have no connection to your fan base, that don't really give a fuck about your fan base or your fans or your team or your franchise or anything, you become the Brooklyn Nets. And you convince yourself that McCall Bridges is some burgeoning top 10 player after you trade the guys that you traded the fucking farm for. Like, no. Like, I want to root for players that I am emotionally invested in. Like, I am emotionally invested in Emmanuel Quickly. I am emotionally invested in R.J. Barrett. I have bizarrely become emotionally invested in a guy like Julius Randle, who <laughs> continues to confound me every fucking year. Like, like it's like, what are we doing this year? Are we going to be an LNBA player, or are we going to suck ass? Like, who knows? Like, I don't know. Like it does, But, like, I want to root for players that I give a fuck about and who seem to give a fuck about playing for that name in the front of the jersey, that New York across the chest. Like, I know it's a business. I know that ultimately you need to make trades and that, like, I get that part of it. But where I, what I don't get and what I'll never get and what I am actually, like, kind of annoyed and disgusted by is, like, the Knicks are really fucking good right now. They're really fucking good right now. And every fucking time you get on Twitter or you hear people talk about it, it's like, oh, well, RJ struggling good, to trade him, but yeah, but but we need to trade him for a superstar. We need to do this. Why? Why do we need to do anything? Like, I'm not saying that it won't eventually come to that point. I'm not saying that you don't talk about those things and you and you don't consider those things. But enjoy but the process allowed. of now. Yeah, you're, you're of allowed what to just we're going through. You're allowed to enjoy this team, and you're allowed to enjoy these guys like a quickly or a, an homegrown talent. This is what we've been or, dying or, for. Yeah. Or a Mitchell Robinson or a Quentin Grimes, who are they perfect players? No, you know what? There's been like no, there's no perfect player in the history of the NBA, but you know what? Those I guys, he's pretty damn close, he's pretty close, he's pretty close. But like those guys give a fuck, and they were drafted by this team and they've been developed by this team, and they give a fuck about producing for this team and they want to be here. and 
I care about that as a person. I care about that as a fan. As a fan of this team, I care about guys that want to be here, that have were drafted here and 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 seem to be committed to trying to turn this thing around. I don't want to I don't want to trade these guys out for the next mercenary fucking scumbag piece of shit loser fucking dickweed like Kevin Durant. I don't. I don't want to trade them for some fucking conspiracy theorist fucking anti-semite like Kyrie Irving. I don't. I'm sorry. Like that doesn't that that does nothing for me as a fan. <laughs> That does absolutely nothing for me as a fan. What does something for me as a fan is shit like tonight. That's what does something for me as a fan. Watching these guys without Jalen Brunson, who feels like he might as well have been drafted by the Knicks, but like without their star point guard, find a fucking way to go into Boston and win the season series against a team with two superstars uh, and, 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 and get to 500 in the division, which consequently might end up being meaningful when it comes to playoff seating. Like that shit matters to me. I'm sorry. You want to fucking talk about, Oh, let's go get Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Are you fucking Zach Levine? Like, no, I don't want to stop talking about bullshit. Like enjoy the fucking team that's being put in front of you. Who is, I don't know what they're on right now. They're probably like a 55 win pace at this point. Like that's what matters to me as a fan. I root for laundry, but I also want, People in the laundry who seem to fucking be invested in the same shit I am. And Emmanuel quickly, that's why people root for him. That's why that's why everybody's on board with this guy. Because that guy has had every fucking reason. He could have quit. He could have oh, after last year, he man you, post you game, start me. If you you to wouldn't post start games, me. You wouldn't start me over Alex years. fucking Burks. You wouldn't start me over Alec Burks. Then you go and you sign Jalen Brunson. Then you come into this year and two games in the season, Tim's has Fucking Rose being the first card off the bench. Do you know how easy it would have been and justifiable it would have been for him to just be like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Like, that'd have been very easy. You wanna know? You want you wanna know how easy it is? Go look at fucking Bones Highland, who got mad that like the Nuggets had a standard because they were like, We're a championship team. Can you stop playing a fucking gigantic asshole dickhead piece of shit? And he was like, No, I can't do that. Fuck you. Get me out of here. Like, that's the difference. Like, I want to root for players who care about making it happen here and are invested in that. And that is what Emmanuel quickly represents. He is everything you want from a New York Knickerbocker. Well said, Schwinn. I mean, to your point, I was going to say, um, I mean, last year we spent time and time again on post game saying like, Hey, you know, I wouldn't blame quickly if he left the organization, you know, like, and went and got his bread and got an opportunity somewhere else. Like him and Obi, I was like, I mean, we spent this off season describing, talking about this this exact scenario of like, I wouldn't blame quickly if you if you wanted to leave. So like, the fact that he stayed and pushed through and is putting performances up like this, remarkable. Go ahead, Jeff. Every non Strickland, fucking whatever content creating whatever you want to call us, has been trying to trade him away as as recently as two months ago. They've, it's been a foregone conclusion. Allen. Oh, 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 we have to choose between one of Obi and quickly and quick. We can't, we can't resign him. Oh, he's going to be gone at the trade deadline. Our own fans have been trading him away for years. Like, like Schwinn's point was perfect. I, somebody, whoever is behind that shit, clip it. That was a great rant. Like, and Bones Highland, tag. But, Bones Highland is just such a perfect juxtaposition. Because especially because cherry on top, absolute loser, by the way, fuck that cherry on top of the bones Highland comparison fucking. And to prove my point, 
four months ago when the Knicks played the Nuggets. Oh, I wish we had bones and not quickly on a night that quickly shuts down Jamal Murray to win the game. Like, fucking just enough, man. Just enough. <sighs> and I don't I can't, be- I, I hate- I can't believe it's I, only I, been 51 minutes and 30 seconds because we're probably going to do this for like another hour. It's crazy. Oh, so, yeah. I, I, and by the way, <laughs> I know Schwinn, you don't subscribe. I, I, I know Schwinn, you don't subscribe to this. So you're going to say, oh, fuck off, Jeff. I'm not like a big receipt Twitter guy. Like I try to be like, I don't want to be like, Oh, you thought quickly sucked a year ago. So stay in your lane. I, want I am. To, yeah. But I, but I like, I want everyone. I want all Knicks fans to just root for Emmanuel quickly. But in this case, we took so much shit from so many people. It's so hard not to take victory laps. It really is. We, we, it's so hard. We, I know how I feel. I, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not going to call anybody out specifically. All I know is I'll say this. I know that last year when uh, Tibbs was in the middle of his endless amounts of bullshit, the second half of the year, and he was continuing to start Alec Burks and quickly didn't start. And all we heard from various media people from other sources of content were how, oh, well, quickly is not starting for a reason it's fine. It's all good. You know, this thing, he's just a bench guy, whatever. And it just never made sense to me. Cause I'm like, like you, you can go back and look at his numbers last year. You can, you can go find the splits, go look at them quarter by quarter. His best quarter was always the fourth, fourth quarter. It's always been his best quarter, the fourth quarter. Like you want to know what normal NBA teams do in the fourth quarter. They play their best players. They play their best lineups. They play their best rotations. Why would I think that all of a sudden the guy who consistently performs best in the fourth quarter is incapable of being a starter? And we saw that last year when he finally got to start the last game of the season. It was like, okay, you get to start. Okay, great. 36-point triple-double. And this year, when he started, we're 4-2, and I believe, or 3-2, and whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Uh, He's played exceptional. He started more games than that. Oh, yeah, but as, as a point guard, I mean. As a point guard, I mean. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, in place of Brunson. In, in lieu of Brunson. Um, like, whatever it is. But, like, he's really good. He's a really good player, and he's a versatile player. And he's a fun player to root for. And, like, if – at the end of the day, it, I like, – don't you want your – don't you want to root for, like, fun players? Like, don't you want to root for guys who, like, give a fuck and just try really hard and, like – I don't know. I really don't get it. It just felt like last year, it felt like there was a lot of like apologism for idiotic Tibbs decisions and, and credit to Tibbs in the sense of like, he didn't, he hasn't stayed stuck in the same bullshit mindset he was in last year. And I don't care what the reason is for that. To be honest, like he's gone out of it. Like he, like last year, there was legit last year. There was a game. Kemba was out. Rose was out. He started Deuce McBride. Because he didn't want to start Emmanuel quickly because he didn't want to fuck up his bench rotation. That was New Year's Eve against uh, OKC. Oh, I remember it yeah. all too well. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he doesn't do that anymore because now he's just like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll just start the like really good player. I'll just do that. Like, even if I have reservations about like, is he a point guard? Is he whatever? He's just like, okay, yeah, I'll just start him. Um, and guess what? The last two games he started him was Miami at home, full strength Miami team. And at Boston, they've won both those games, both in two point wins, one in double overtime. Like, you get rewarded when you play your best players. It's not that hard. And I'm happy that he has found it in his 
cold, cold heart uh, of and in, that that resides in Club Terrytown uh, to start Emmanuel quickly. Club Terrytown. Um, shout out to this man. I mean, this is your disco move. Sam? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gotta go retro. Um, shout out to this comment here by Larry Israel. Um, IQ celebrating without taunting. His speed, intelligence, and sense of the moment is unreal. I mean, like he legit after every basket was just like doing some new type of dance move. Like he has to have like a million gifts after this after tonight um, on Twitter. Like if you just search his name, you probably just see a bunch of clips just from tonight alone because like he just it's like he just knew like tonight was his night and like nothing was gonna stop him and he he probably felt from the moment of like you know after his 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 sunday devotions he probably felt like all right tonight we're gonna get nine straight like and that's what they did i have a really random comment as not i just want to take a 20 second manual quickly break because just looking to the tv to my left no emmanuel quickly breaks tonight now you could go ahead jeff (laughs) <laughs> something really crazy just popped up as the Clippers are down eight right now against the Grizzlies at home. Did you guys know Russell Westbrook is 0 and 15 in his last 15 games played? Jesus yeah. Christ. Why do teams keep doing this? What is the appeal? I don't understand. It's he 2022. Westbrook on the Bicks. It was wild. Don't he they really have the it. same information we all have? Do they not like have eyes? They ignore they it. Still, I, don't, I don't understand it. They ignore it. Yeah, I guess so. He's a walking triple double. Um, anyway, I mean, Paul, Paul George begged for him to get here, so Clippers yeah. just had to do it. Uh, to, to, to switch it back to what we should be talking about, there was a possession last game. Nick's up 98 95. Brunson just came back on one foot. And it, I'm not going to say it looked like it was slipping away. Miami had all the momentum 17 down to three, 98 95. Brunson in. And Brunson calls for quickly they 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 they, he puts quickly in the outlet position quickly uh brunson gets blitzed quickly's the outlet and quickly on in this playoff atmosphere on the road in miami against a huge rival less than 10 seconds on the shot clock just goes to work and hits a floater puts the knicks up five and i swear to god in that moment i just thought this guy's built for this shit man like this does this doesn't scare him at all and I'm not going to like, he's not going to be perfect every game, but he's not ever going to be afraid of these moments ever. And so it didn't surprise me at all to see him like dancing out there and just having a blast. Like this is a blast to him. He loves to hoop. He's not scared of this fucking shit. And I just, I, I'd do anything for that guy, man. He's, I can't remember the last time I loved to Nick this much. And I, I don't even know how close it is. Like this guy is amazing. Man, how far we've come. Emmanuel quickly had freaking like crazed nurses tweeting about him ball hogging in dreams because, you know, Cam Reddish wasn't getting the ball. And now he's out here putting up 38 points on ESPN. He's getting NBA mixtapes on on Twitter. NBA just posted his whole highlight reel for tonight. Like, how special is this, man? Where's Ted at? Ted got to get out here, man. Seriously. He already posted something. Where you at, bro? He already posted something right after the game. Yeah. All right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I see he, you, Tech. You out here. He, he's on it. He's on it. Tech's on it. He was, he, Tech, he, he was definitely clipping. He was definitely clipping that the entire game. Oh yeah, for sure. This, this he's, he's, he's right clipping. He's right clipping tonight's post game. Shout out to Tech. This is Tech Super Bowl. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for Tech. He deserves this. Yeah. Oh. Um. Let's see. 
Hmm. What other comments do we have here? We got Sam, did you bet next money line tonight? Um, no, but I did bet IQ six man when he was plus forty two hundred. So I'm mean, pretty good about that. The, the, the kid, the kid, the kid got him at the kid got him at plus fifteen thousand. So that's uh, pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Eight days ago, eight days ago, plus fifteen thousand. He, now he is the ago. favorite. Yep, he should be. Malcolm Brogdon is. He is here. him. At, I mean, both him and Malcolm Brogdon. They minus one ten on um thing. Yeah, that's Caesar's, Caesar, on Caesars quickly's minus two twenty. Um, this point right here, this was what was most impressive I think about tonight from him. Um, Dallas says the defensive player of the year. No, spent half his night guarding IQ, and IQ just was like, "Whatever, I'm gonna go. Like, I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want," and he did that shit. DPOY stands for Dick Puncher of the Year because that man does not play any defense. He just flails. I don't want to hear shit about Marcus Smart's defense. Like, if he wasn't a big body who guys would ship from the ref, he would just be a fucking bench warmer in Uzbekistan or something. Fuck Marcus Smart from the bottom of my soul. From the bottom of my soul. Like, there's an eternal pit of hate, and, like, Marcus Smart is there, along with Drew Holiday. I think I have more <laughs> eternal hate. You, you guys, you guys, he's getting extended... Jim said, "Quickly's my guy in the post game interview." Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> he's it's, it's a blank check. It's gonna be probably it's gonna be nine figures. It's gonna be nine. He said check. he's my guy. I tip Tibbs is good with me forever. Just keep quickly. I don't care what you have to do. Tibbs is getting extended. It's a blank Quick check. Getting extended. Hard is getting extended. The vibes are gonna be great. Quick. I saw like comments that are like, um, "How much is IQ gonna get in free agent or like from extension?" He's getting twenty five million a year. Minimum. He's probably getting the he's probably getting the Brunson contract. We're keeping it honest. Around that value, with like escalators for like awards and stuff. But like, I I, I feel like, man. I I mean, I I won't pretend to have the slightest idea how these negotiations work. I do feel like the Knicks have a little bit of negotiating power. I don't think they'll give him more than Brunson. I just think that would hurt the team. Like I like. I don't think it would actually hurt the team, but I think they could play it like, look, Brunson was like our big, he's our starting point guard. You're still coming off the bench. We're not like, you're not getting, like, I just don't, I don't think he's getting Brunson money. I, I think, and, I, and I'm the guy who's, yeah, I, I think he probably, no, you go, you go. It's, it's, it's close. It's close. Like, he'll be touching nine figures. He'll be around it. Maybe like 490 startup, but like, if he's going to win six man of the year, like we saw a hero back for winning six man of the year, he's going to win six man of the year. Um, like the improvements that he's made as like a, a scorer, a defender. Like, are we sure the Clippers are ever going to win a basketball game again? By the way, I hope not. How yeah, does the team with Paul, how does a team with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard give up 110 points in three quarters to the Grizzlies without John Morant? Or I don't understand what's happening. Is Desmond Bain going to hit this? Oh my god, 112 <laughs> points. Sheesh. What? The Clippers are dusted. Yeah, they're Shredder. done. It's over. It is over. Like that team is done. So so Tyrese, when does the when does the Tyrese Kawhi to New York agenda start? As soon as they get started. eliminated. It already started for Tyrese. Yeah, but it it'll pick up steam as soon as they get knocked in the first round. Um, James asks, how much does it cost to rent your sauna recliner room for a night, Jeff? <laughs> it really does look like a sauna room with, like the, a with the wooden yeah, walls. Like it does. Cabin. Yeah. 
like a nice like a nice upstate cabin you know in a remote secluded area better no I'm sound look anymore. i'm in his <laughs> he's in the woods somewhere yeah jeff looks comfortable i, I, I am in the woods you're right nothing around it's beautiful it's beautiful Ty is Jones at 25. What am I watching? 25 and 10 on no, with no turnovers. Wow. What the hell? All right, dude. Yeah, the Clippers actually might be blowing it up soon. Zan Rosen says, All glory to our God, Emmanuel, quickly. Amen. He knows ball. Um, let's see. Also, if AJ anybody wants- talks about Ty- Tyrese fucking Max over Emmanuel quickly, they need to be slapped. I saw someone on Twitter just now talking about um, IQs Jeff, and Max. Just read the comment here, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about <laughs> this. Does look more comfortable though? It does look a lot more comfortable. I would not. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I would. I would love to have. I mean, I'm. Just, I chill by myself. I would love to have some company. You know, anybody wants to come hang out and have a fucking heart attack with me? I'm sitting. I'm in. Oh my god, I can't! I can't do these games, man. They just—I'm so excited to talk to my dad tomorrow. Oh, he's a Boston yeah. fan, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a big Celtics fan. So, oh wow, yeah, that should. How be did how did, how did Schwinn? What's the uh, when, when did you decide, or how how did that work? How did you being a Knicks fan work? I mean, I was not. He, I grew up in New York. When he first moved from India, he lived in Boston for like five years. So he was like, oh, it's the worst, actually. Like this entire millennium has sucked ass because. <laughs> The Celtics have won a championship. The Patriots were a dynasty. The fucking Red Sox decided to break their fucking curse multiple times, which has sucked ass. Um, who cares about hockey? I don't know. Has, have the Bruins won a championship this, year, this millennium? I don't think so. Um, but they I don't think he cares. They, I think they've they won too. Yeah, he, he doesn't care about hockey, so whatever. Uh. I'm not talking <laughs> about that. Um, but, like, yeah, it's been a terrible millennium. But gotta, I got to take the Ws where I can get them. So, so this will be one. Um, it was the the other the biggest W was just calling him. I, even as a not like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not the Giants are not my favorite team, but it was really fun to call him after the 2008 Super Bowl. It was really fun to call him after that, and just be like, oh yeah, you know it's fine, dude. They'll probably win the Super Bowl next year. Not a big deal. Like you know, he went 18 and one. It was a good season. Dude. Don't worry about it. It's a nice concern troll. Um, he hung up on me. It's it not a good <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um Ace Bouchard says Grimes. So let's talk. I guess we could talk about, you know, some of the others tonight just for a little bit. He says Grimes got past the ball a lot tonight. Um, but he refused to do anything with the ball. He also is a sneaky awful rebounder. This is why the team needed Josh Hart. Um tonight, Grimes just looked like I don't want to say scared, but like is that he the right saw, word I mean, to say? Sam, Sam, you Sam, you said it. Like a week ago, you said they're gonna start scouting you. They know you're driving to pass. You have to balance it up more. Yeah. He he's not he hasn't caught up with the scouting reports. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows he's driving to pass now. He's turning it over way more on those. And, and like it made me happy to see him go up on that one. He got fouled. Like it, it was like he learned, but look, he's he's out there to shoot. Like, let's be honest, like quickly is a you're good a shooter. Shoot. Quick, quick, yeah, quick, quickly is a good three-point shooter, and it's cool that he can chameleon it up off the ball, but he's great with the ball in his hands. We want him with the ball in his hands. 
Josh Hart and RJ Barrett are not like classic spacers. We have one pure spacer on this team. And somebody needs to get it through Quentin Grimes' head that like we love that you have this newfound skill set. We love that you have it, but you're out there to fucking shoot, dude. Like that's your number one job on offense. So you gotta do it, man. Yeah, but you know, like this is this is part of like having a team with a bunch of young guys. Like you gotta let him go through it. And he's going yeah. through it right now. It's just and... it's just frustrating to watch it. Well, it's more frustrating because like that Nets game. Like you watch that Nets game, and you're like, dude, just just do that. Like do that all the time. Like if you're open, I I remember reading this story. This is like a very random anecdote, um, but I do think like this is accurate in a way because I, I I kind of feel like Grimes is a very weirdly a more like level-headed version of a J.R. Smith type of player. Um, but like I remember reading this story back in the day when. When J.R. Smith was in Denver. So you go back and look at his Denver numbers, his first like few years in the league. The guy was like an absolute fucking sniper. Kind of like 40% from three type of dude. Like he just absolute sniper. And I remember reading the story where like anytime he would get an open three, you'd have guys on his team, they would fucking walk back and say, like they before he even like they saw what happened with the shot, as soon as he released it, they would just be like walking back saying layup, layup. And like that's what I need. Like that Nets game. Like that's how I like. Anytime he gets a wide open three, I need him to feel like that. Like that's a layup, bro. Take that shit. Just take a fucking layup. Like he, he's got to just take open threes, and he's also got to realize, like especially with his release, a slightly open shot is an open fucking shot, dude. Like take it. Fucking pull the trigger. And you know what? Like you know what Tibbs hates? What he actually hates? is guys that are hesitant. Like, he yep. does not want you to hesitate to shoot. Like, and you see him all the time. He, uh, You see him, like, what you'll see him when Grimes passes up a shot to, like, pump fake and drive. You'll see Tibbs in the sideline and be like, Jesus Christ! Like, this is fucking typical Tibbs thing. And he's, but, like, he's, like, I, he's right. Like, dude, you just need to pull the trigger. But that's part of his growth as a player. Um, you know, look, quickly had, like, a really up and down topsy turvy second year last year last year too and then he pulled it together and finished the season strong like there's still a lot of time left in the season for grimes and i still think like what he gives you defensively has value i'm not sure about like sneaky awful rebounder i do think like he's probably not as good as some of his college numbers would have indicated he is at defensive rebounding um but like he definitely like offensive decision making all that stuff he's going through right now and I think he'll come out better for it. I, I kind of feel like, like this is just me. Like, I, I suspect the Grimes that we see next year is going to be a lot better than the Grimes we saw this year. And I, I the Grimes we're seeing this year, I still think you're seeing more than enough flashes, moments, whatever you want to call it, to keep a lot of faith in him. Yeah, the the thing is, is it's I'm not going to say he's similar to Quickly, but. The thing is, is that quickly has Moxie, man. He's always had that, like that thing that like, like he just gets the moment. He just gets the moment is never too big for him. And I'm not saying the moment is ever too big for Grimes. I don't really know, (laughs) but like, he doesn't have that same like feel for the kind of the the heroics that quickly. Yes. I just, I just more wanted to say from like a, uh, 
um, from a player breakdown standpoint, I, I would I would equate them in the sense that with Grimes, the floor is kind of already there because he's already established himself as a guy who can defend and can shoot. Like we know he can do those things. So it's kind of nice to see him struggle with putting it all together in a similar way to quickly, because it's like, okay, if he just, if he does put it all together, he has all these different skill sets that he's trying to figure out how to coalesce all of them. And I might've just made up a word there. Jesus, I'm out of it. Um, (laughs) If he ever does put it all together, he's going to be a really fucking good player because he can shoot, can defend. And we're seeing the improvement in an area you know, like we're seeing that improvement off the bounce. And so it's like, okay, if he can just ever do all those things at once, that's a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. A really damn. I'll put good. it this way. I've seen enough from him where I kind of get why, like, <coughs> like he was not untouchable in Donovan Mitchell trade talks. I know that for a fact, but like, I get why they were, they valued him in the way they did in those trade talks. I've seen enough from him to understand and agree with that, to be honest. And honestly, like, who cares, dude? We didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell. Guess what? Like, we're fucking awesome at basketball. So, cool. I, 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 look, I don't think one game defines a season. We're getting close to just it not mattering, to fading those allegations. Like, with how much goodwill they're building up this season, unless it's really bad in the first round, I don't think anybody's going to be talking about Donovan Mitchell. Like, unless it's like just, Donovan Mitchell just stomps on our faces. Nah, I think I think it's just like the media. They just have this thing where they they'll constantly they just need something negative to talk about with the Knicks. So they'll always bring that up because it's the most recent thing. Until the next thing happens that is like so awful for the Knicks that takes the place of Donovan Mitchell. But for now, we'll you're, just no, you're 100 right. I, I agree that I agree the media will talk about. It. I mean, as us as fans, I don't think aside. Oh from yeah, the, I think as fans, I think fans few, should be over that by now. I think I think that all the goodwill this team is building with the fan base. I just I don't see it turning into like a okay, what star we can trade can we trade for? But I don't know. I guess crazier things have happened. Yeah, I just it just kind of feels like a narrative. Like the Donovan Mitchell thing. Like I'm sorry, I'm over it. I was over it like after it happened. I was like all right, cool, whatever. Like. If you're not over the Donovan Mitchell thing, or you're still saying if we had Donovan Mitchell, like, dude, if we have Donovan Mitchell, then, like, we don't have quickly. We probably don't have a bunch of picks. Like, this team isn't this team if Donovan Mitchell's on the team. And shout out to Monica McNutt. She made that a point of emphasis in her argument with Stephen A. Smith on first take. She made that exact point. She said the Knicks aren't the Knicks that they are right now if they get Donovan Mitchell because they have to gut all these other pieces that are contributing to why the team is so damn good right now. Yeah. like, And that balding idiot cannot wrap his mind up behind it. Either he can't, or he just won't. He fucking knows, but like he has a narrative to keep up. So like, that's what he lived. It's like, Oh, checks are healthy. Yeah. yeah shit. If I'll be getting those checks too, I'd be saying some blasphemous things. They call me Tyrese <laughs> D like, it just, yeah. But, like, call if you're still- Tyrese D. I said they would call me Tyrese D. Oh, I'm gonna start calling you Tyrese D. I like that. Thanks. That's what I did when I was like fucking trolling. <laughs> when I was trolling Tommy D, I would change my profile picture and make it. Shout out Marcus D. Morris, by the way. You mean watching the Emmanuel Clippers right now? Yeah, he got us Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, thanks. Please don't, ver- 
and and he got us and he got us and he got us that win against uh, the Mavericks the first game at the Garden after the Porzingis trade. Yep. Yeah. He's a legend. He he has more goodwill in New York than fucking Kevin Durant does. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that is a He's really done. good pit tweet. That's a really good pit tweet, by the way, that you have. You should never change that. Yeah. I know it, it's really accurate too. I'm really proud of that one. But like, it's annoying it didn't go viral. It made it went decently viral. Yeah. I'm just that, that, that's like that should be like a 50k type of tweet, you know? I'm not Sam. That's okay. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Sam, Sam at like Sam just knows the algorithm. He won't tell us the secrets though. He really does. He's really yeah. good at it. He's done yeah. he's done something. No, Sam, yeah, Sam will just done. Sam will just tweet like I farted and it's like <laughs> 70k <laughs> likes. <laughs> Sam will legitimately be like retweet, he'd just be like blood plot. And then like you just see like 25k likes, 40. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude. Okay. That's cool. That's I don't cool. know, man. Twitter algorithm just fucks with me, man. I don't know. Stacy broke the algorithm too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and people copied it too. That was when you know you have a good tweet when people take your tweet trying to rehash it. Good old Stacy. Um, Zan Rosen says, if IQ got the ball as much as he did tonight, which is something that we have all said a million times on this post game show and various other outlets. He would be an all-star. He would be better than that whack-ass fraud in Indiana, I'll tell you that much. That oh, yeah, skinny-ass sure. fucking loser who probably can't bench press more than I do, which is pathetic, by the way. Like, God, man. Oh, Another quickly good. jersey is getting ordered tonight, by the way. I will say that. I am going to be an impulsive buyer. Yeah, I, I just got my first one. I just bought it. So, I, I like cool. Sam's zebra shirt underneath the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you wearing the backwards because I would do the same thing. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, you gotta show off the name. Like if yeah. I just wore the, the the front, like no one would know whose jersey it is. I gotta show them it's quickly's. It says night tonight. Oh man, man. I'm just still. Um, like, I'm just still in shock. Yeah, that was that was an incredible performance. Um, Fred Katz had a good tweet today that I do want to highlight on today's That's um, post game. <laughs> but he made a point to <laughs> he made a that point was a very to delayed emphasize... reaction on my part, but yeah. <laughs> good job. Good job, Tyrese D. Um, I do wanna I do wanna point it out though. He said that like quickly basically had like he basically um Lou Williams was someone that he like idolized as a player and like Lou Williams won all these six minutes of the years. And he's, he basically was saying how, like, Emmanuel quickly has gotten himself into that conversation in a totally different way than um, Lou Williams did. Um, and I, EJ1 kind of highlights here. I mean, IQ is better than Lou Williams ever was. I mean, yeah. e- easily. Easily. Yeah, th- 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 those, those allegations need to be done. He's not Lou Williams. He never has been. Like, how many times did Sam, Tyrese, and I say on a post game last year that he's literally – bizarro lou williams because the one thing he wasn't doing well was scoring he was really good at all other assets of basketball forever like (laughs) even when tibbs was giving him seven fucking minutes against the lakers in overtime games emmanuel quickly was always providing positive impact was always defending was always moving around on offense the one thing he couldn't do was put the ball in the basket at an above average rate that's the only thing lou williams is good at but these people get on here and they're like, oh, six men who really runs around, so they're the same. 
Like, shut up. Like, they're not the same at all. They never have been. And just fucking, oh my God, that is the most annoying thing in the world. Like, I hate that we keep capping this guy's ceiling. We've been doing it for so long. Like, and I think tonight it stops. Good. Yeah, and I think like, tonight it stops. I mean, putting up this performance against the best team in the East on national TV to win nine straight in double overtime. Yo, and, and he was getting like, like fucking Ruko and, and, and they were getting okay. like really hyped off his baskets. They like, were, they were sliding. <laughs> he's gonna play 55 minutes. Oh, they, they did because I mean, he's like, getting a ton of and ones. That's what, that's what you yeah. have to fucking love about him. Like, I've never seen him, I, I've never seen him, never seen a game where, like, doesn't matter how many minutes he plays, I've never seen him gas. Not once, not once. Uh, uh qu- question, question for you guys. I know the Knicks generally don't believe in rest, any of that. You guys think there's any chance Randall and quickly rest Tuesday against the Hornets? <laughs> oh, no. This team, this team is not resting. Come on. We Jeff, Jeff, said, we, we Jeff said, do you think that Jeff said, do you think Randall or and quickly? No, no shot. They might what rest as in coasting go throughout the game. Like 20... <laughs> yeah. They yeah. might let Brunson I mean, cook for 50 versus the Hornets. Like, if that's what you call quickly, resting. Quick. Quick, quickly plays like twenty minutes off the bench. Brunson will be back. Randall will have to do less because Brunson is back. It'll be fine. They'll probably win. Hopefully, we get to ten wins in a row. Oh, and yeah, but, yeah, like four, fucking... getting to forty and twenty-seven. I mean, what is that? So, how many games we would have? Fifteen games left, right? So yeah, we would mm-hmm. need to go at that point. All we five. would need ten and five to get fifteen. Only already fifty. After this Boston win, I think we can go. We can go like the full stretch run. Run the table. Yeah, table. fucking table. Uh, fucking 26 game win streak. Remember that season? <laughs> Run the table on our 2012 Miami Heat. Join, yep, join that, join the history books right there. I mean, like, that'd I would be, be special, surprised. That'd be a special way to end the regular season. You know, like, I think the only game that kind of like gives me the chills is that game against Sacramento. But like, otherwise, you're not. I would you're not re- crazy. I would Denver really, at home is a little Denver at home. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I, I would really like if um, the Clippers would win a game before we play them. I would like that. So they feel like I, not so pressured. I, to I, I know. Us. I know exactly why you're saying that. I don't want to be the team that like is the one that gives that. up a win to. It's know, like, it's like the NFL, right? Match, like when you play one of those teams, it's like zero and ten. You're like, yep. I don't want to be that team. I don't want to be that team. It's that. It's the same thing. Same concept. Jets yeah. fans know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no Jets fans here, so we're good on that joke. <laughs> I mean, if you oh. be a Broncos fan, yeah, <laughs> that was so. Uh, are, you going, are you happy about Sean, Are you happy about Sean Payne? By the way, were you good with that? Like trading a first round pick for him? I don't know. At least, at least now when we suck, I get to watch people like kill opponents. You know, like I get, I get, I get the, bounty, I get the bounty stuff. I mean, they're not. I don't know. I, yes, I am happy. I, I honestly am. I think. Look, you, you have to root for a, range like a guy that you know is a good coach. <laughs> right. You, if there's somebody who's going to get Russ right, I guess it's Sean Payton. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But Jesus look, Christ himself I, can't get Russ right. By the way, I, hope I just <laughs> the, 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 the thing that. Right. The thing that gives me the most hope is Peyton designed a scheme around an undersized quarterback. Like you guys don't understand. At, well, are either Tyrese, Tyrese and Sam, you guys are both Giants fans, right? Yeah. Look, I, I don't think Zach Wilson is good, 
but my dad's a Jets fan, and I watched every Jets game with him. And this offensive coordinator, this offensive coordinator, just had Zach Wilson stand in the pocket and throw over the offensive. Like you can't do that with undersized quarterbacks. And the Broncos did the same thing. We were both in our own in, in the same hell of watching an undersized quarterback just shotgun stand there and try to find people. That's not. That's not how Russ succeeded in Seattle. It's not how undersized quarterbacks succeed at all. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I think Peyton, if anybody could get Russ to do stuff, it's Peyton. I don't think it's going to happen, but sure, I'm happy. Whatever. Did your dad have a gun to your head while you were watching these games? No, I love my dad. So I'll, I'll watch any game with him. Man, I'm watching Jets right. games every Sunday, just like that's that's man. They were. I, I mean, look, I, I'm sure it's. I mean, I thought they were actually a really not only entertaining, but like for a minute they're like they were they were good at entertaining and like watching the Lakers crash and burn type of way. No, like, like they were they were good. They were fine. I I, I don't know. I, I I think they're like a good young team. They've got Garrett Wilson. They've got their defense Hall, is really got, good. Their defense is they've fun. got a really defense good defense. Good. Like yeah, I don't know. I think the Jets are. I know the Jets are the Jets, but. As as a Knicks fan, Sam, you should you should you know, glass houses. What do they say? Stones and stones and glass houses. You know, like you should. Wow, my look, my Giants were good it. this year. My hey, Knicks were good. Yeah, my, my Knicks were good this year. I know my about Schwinn. right. Schwinn, you you ask and you shall receive. Here come the Clippers. I mean, Shows they're gonna, they're George. not winning this game. Come on, I, I, there's just no way they're gonna win this game. So I'm not. not what do you about it? All right. Larry Israel says young Latrell in, in, I guess, regards to Emmanuel quickly, a little bit of a weird release, great changing speeds, killer on defense. This is more for you two. This Latrell is a little bit before our time. We were just, as long as he's not choking on Tibbs, we're good. We were just conceived when Latrell was a Nick. So I don't know how you guys feel about this comparison. I I, I totally, I totally get what he's saying. He's a hundred percent right. Um, and I think, Larry, if you're still here, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I assume when you typed this, you were responding to when me and Schwinn were just talking about, like, the intangibles, the way the crowd responds to quickly. That is what Sprewell brought. Like, he was a great player, but he brought something different from an energy and a vibe standpoint. Like, nobody got the garden excited the way Sprewell did and quickly has that vibe to him. I totally get what I did saying. watch the 99 playoff run, by the way, on YouTube and Sprewell, it's, every time Sprewell came in, it was just, it felt the same way. Like when quickly comes in and like the tides just like turn automatically. I was, I was, a, uh, I was, a, I loved Sprewell, but I was a bigger Houston guy. I was, I was a Houston guy. Um, Houston, man, if you ever get a shot, watch that game six against the Pacers. Houston, absolutely fucking roasted them uh yeah yeah i watched that yeah that was amazing i think reggie miller had like one like three of 18 or something that game he put he basically was like john starks in game seven against the uh rockets but against the knicks in game six on the road it's great uh and you know these things the thing though is like i just can't I can't call him young Latrell because I just think they're like so fundamentally different as players. Like Latrell was so much more of a slasher and like, not that quickly has gotten a lot better, obviously driving, finishing in the paint at the rim, whatever. I just think his game is so different. Like 
I do, I do appreciate like there is something to like as Jeff alluded to, like the kind of like getting the crowd into it. Like there's, there is something about like, like when quickly scores twenty points or whatever, it's different than if RJ scores twenty points. Like it, it is, it affects the game differently. It gets fans into the game differently. It's just a very different thing, and um, like. I, I think like I don't know if that's exactly the same as Latrell in Houston because I do think Houston like he, he was I, I I truly believe like he, him and Latrell they were basically like equal so like, I think they were both fucking awesome and it's actually really funny at the time one of the big things was like well how can you play them together they're both shooting guards and it's like <laughs> like imagine thinking about that now because like dinosaurs Houston was like, a, Houston was like a legit like six five six six and he had like a good fucking frame Sprewell was obviously a strong dude aggressive dude like. That would not be a conversation right now. If anything, the conversation would be like, "What well, can you play Houston and Spreewell together?" Because Spreewell is not that good of a three-point shooter. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, it, it just in terms of like that ability to just kind of like bring the crowd into a game um, and and kind of like raise the tempo and raise the energy level of a game. Yeah, there is something there, and I, I think um, I think I think Larry's spot on. If that's kind of like and, and you know he's talking about it more in the in the in the in the comments here but like i do like and, and as again as jeff alluded to there is something to just like that that fucking like gamer bring energy get the crowd into the game get everybody hyped thing that has an intangible quality that you can't quite quantify i do think quickly there's something there like and, and and to be honest like who knows if i if we had plus minus back then maybe i would say the same thing about fucking Spreewell too but like that's kind of like the the intangible quality that we can't quantify with quick. I think that comes across and is always like plus minus on off data, advanced metrics, all that type of shit. That was some good alliteration, by the way. Quantify quickly. Real good wordsmith, Schwinn. Thanks. And he's frozen, so he can't say shit to me. Okay, never mind. I was polite. I was actually polite. I appreciate that. Thanks. Good Thank you. Thank you, Tyrese D. Never mind. Ruined it. <laughs> Let's talk about Tyrese's favorite player on the team for a little bit. Dallas points out Randall was struggling against double teams, and he puts struggling in all caps for those who are not watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, I wonder why he just kept, like, spinning. Like, he's just obsessed with spin moves. And, yeah. like, for me, it's like you do your best work when you're, like, facing up. And I'm glad they made the adjustment of putting him in the middle at the top of the key, um, starting his possessions there. He did mu- he did way better. He got that three, which a lot of us thought were the da- was the dagger at the moment um, when it made it like 111, 104 um, before the Celtics worked um, their black magic to get that offensive rebound and then also just hit like these threes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Julius Randle, he was really struggling with double teams. He kept spinning into them. Um, hopefully we can use this adjustment of like starting him in the middle, um, going forward so that we can, that we, we can avoid this type of stuff. But, um, yeah, how'd you guys, I guess, feel about that whole situation and the adjustment and whatnot? I thought he fucking sleepwalked the entire game. Like he was just going through the motions and like, you could tell that like that dude was drained from Friday, which like I get. I would be drained too. Just like that was a really emotional win. Like, you know, 
kind of like a culmination of energy and stuff like that, and it kind of felt like once Brunson was out, I feel like he didn't really get up. And somehow, despite the fact he didn't get up, he still had 31 points on 22. Like, he still had a 62 shooting night. And, like, you know, it was just a regular ho-hum, five threes, you know, did regular random shit. Like, it just didn't feel like he was really fully invested into it, but, like, he gave enough. But, yeah, the double teams were rough. Um, The decision-making, I want to say, in, like, the last two and a half minutes of the fourth was really but bad. I, and... I see, like, so, so like, that, that shit, though, I put, like, that, especially that fourth quarter stretch you're talking about, I put that more on Tibbs than him. Like, and, and this is not, like, a fire Tibbs thing. It's just, like, these are the drawbacks of coaching the way he coaches. Like, if he's going to basically put Rand on a position where it's you're one-on-one on an island and I need you to go make something happen, end of game, especially against a team with the type of defenders the Celtics have, like, you have to live with the consequences at some point. And, like, yeah, like, you're right. Like, yeah, did he struggle? For sure. But in, in that specific sequence you're talking about, I think that's that's a little that's like on Tibbs to me, it, it, or at least Tibbs has to shoulder some of the blame because like we've seen it, like we you know we have enough of a sample size of Randall at this point where we know we kind of like know if you put him in those situations how he's going to react, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's not wrong for t- it's it, it's it's not it's not wrong for Tibbs to God, I can't believe how much I'm defending the guy. It's not wrong for Tibbs to put, especially with Brunson out, to, to want to put the ball on the in his best hand in his best player's hands and i don't think it's i we shouldn't fault tibbs for for putting his faith in randall to evolve to learn from past mistakes so yes i agree that it is somewhat on tibbs because it's just a blatant lack of creativity and guess what when they started running it through quickly in double overtime shockingly the sets got more creative they were running a horn set at the top of the key with multiple screens that <laughs> like well, well even 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 the end of regulation, like ever seen from him even the end of regulation stuff before so they opened it was 104 104 and then they started running these sets with Hart, who started initiating it was they were actually like they got like three straight buckets out of that they got two twos and a three from Randall. I know, like, the, the Randall three was, like, more of, like, an isolation step back. But it was a good isolation where it was, like, after you ran some shit and he got to ISO on Grant at the top of the key without the defense loaded up on him. But, like, like that that's actually, like, kind of the more frustrating thing with Tibbs where it's, like, you get these glimpses of, like, he does have more creativity than he showed. He, he's, like, he's, like, it's, like, Woodson, right? It's, like, when they have less to work with, they show you more. And you're, like... Can you just show us more when you have more to work with too? Is that like can we do that? Um, but look, I, I, I think Tibbs coached a pretty solid game tonight, to be honest. Like I, I do. Um I I, <laughs> I mean so so like the, the quickly minutes of you know, I, I don't know where to go with that, but like I, I thought in general he coached a pretty solid game. Um he actually let Obi rock a little bit more in the fourth than I thought he would, and I thought Obi played really well actually in the fourth. So that was good to see. I wish he had played him a little bit more than he did. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I don't you I don't have a too much of a problem with the minutes when you're talking about playing guys every other day. I have more of a problem with that in like back to back type situations. And the fact that we play the Hornets um on yeah. Tuesday, that hopefully like, you just take care of business, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like these guys could just sleepwalk to, you know, like a 10 point win versus the Hornets if it even why comes sl- to that. Why, why are you slandering my son, Mark Williams? I'm just saying, I mean, today I saw the Hornets were down by like almost, what, 30 to. Yeah, but they were playing against McCall Nets. Bridges, dude. <laughs> <laughs> McCall Bridges had 33 again. What the fuck is the league doing? Why are we letting McCall Bridges get his game off like this? That's nasty. Well, I mean, the fact yeah. that the Nets were able to just handle their business, handle the, their, their business versus the Hornets, and we've been able to just mollywop the Nets, then I think we should be all right. Jalen Brunson well, bullied Jalen Brunson bullied McCall Bridges into being good. Amazing. Yeah, I can see. Speaking that. of Jalen Brunson, I aim to get fifty versus the Hornets. It's time he gets his fifty ball. It's time for man. somebody to get fifty, man. Somebody, I don't care who does it. Obi Toppin, get us fifty. I, I don't care. Somebody needs to get us. 50. Obi Toppin fifty ball will feed many families. That'd be the craziest bet to put in. Somebody's gonna bet Obi Toppin fifty dollars with their last dollar, and they're gonna fucking make out. Like, Obi Toppin needs more minutes. Obi Toppin needs more minutes. Shout out Danny B. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. One thing I will say about Randall also today, I'm kind of glad that like there, he this this last year is this is a game he gets thrown out of between like yeah. the Marcus Smart antics, the technical. He handled himself pretty well tonight. Dude, He's what, only like them reviewing that shit for a hostile act was insane, by the way. Marcus like, Smart demanded a review, so he gets the review. Those are the rules, Schwinn. Come on. That was crazy, dude. I could not <laughs> believe that. I was like, what are we reviewing here? Like, we're just we're like, he threw a pass and he hit him in the face. Like, and he, they called it travel. So it's like, they got the ball anyway. I'm like, so we're just reviewing this because Marcus Smart collapsed. That That's it. Like, what yeah. a fucking ridiculous guy. That guy, man. He's something else. Fuck him. Yeah, but like that was that was a moment where Randall just like absolutely loses it. And Jeff, you're muted. I was just asking, how many times is he on the ground tonight? I would what, say he... over under 9.5 times. I was going to say 19. I'm, I'm smashing that over. <laughs> Tyrese, would you say that the Knicks had him biting the sheets? <laughs> he was starfishing. I don't know what the fuck that was. Like he was doing snow angels. He was. He, 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 can't, say, he can't even say biting the sheets because, like, I felt like I was already getting fucked. Like, I don't. That shit was just. That was just, the fact that we're like. The next generation is gonna watch that and start playing like Marcus Smart upsets me more than you'll ever know because nobody should play like Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart should even play like Marcus Smart. I feel so old hearing Tyree say the next generation. I hope you are old. I hope you know that. I know that, but that's my point. Is like I feel even older when you say the next generation. Yeah, like my, ne- much my nephew's gonna watch this and like think that Marcus Smart is cool, and like if my nephew thinks Marcus Smart is cool, I'm gonna be really disappointed. Like, yeah, well, you should raise, you should help raise him better. Then maybe you should be a role model for him. He watched Julius Randle. <laughs> All right. How concerned should we be about the inbounds plays? Uh, I think that's a valid thing to be concerned about. Um, it's really weird. Like, it's like they run a bunch of. So I, this is a very weird analogy. Like, I remember when Mike McCarthy got fired from Green Bay. One of their big complaints, one of the big complaints about him, was that like. 
they didn't run any like they didn't use they didn't run any like rub routes they didn't use misdirection and it was all just routes that like of like so it's all just like one-on-one routes for receivers to win their route and that's kind of how i feel about our inbounds plays where it's like there's no misdirection there's no screening there's no rubs like it's just it's just there's four guys out there and they have to go win whatever the fuck they're going to try and win one-on-one matchups and it's weird. Like, I I don't know. Like, we should be concerned about it, but I, I really, like, I, I'm assuming some of this is about, like, limiting turnovers and mistakes or whatever. Like, there definitely seems to be a, some fucking organizational focus on this, tips focus on this, whatever. It's weird. I'm concerned about it, but, like, I guess they've, they've gotten better in endgame situations, generally speaking. So maybe they're onto something. I don't really know. I find it weird. I'm kind of with you, but like, I don't know. I, I'm. I just. Hey, I, I don't. Thirty nine, twenty seven, baby. I, I don't get why so many of our inbounds plays involve multiple screens, like screening the screener, and like it just looks so much easier for other teams. Like we uh, we we waste the first three seconds of the five seconds that we have, like trying to get the guy reading the ball to you just to flash open when it's like, you know, you can just like have him just do that. Like, and I get, I get he more meant like the end of game inbounds, but like, shit, it looks so complicated. Like in the middle of the second quarter, like <laughs> they like, they need to do so much to just have the point guard pop open. I don't, I don't really get it. I yeah. just think it's, it's also too telegraphed. Like it's like, it's obvious that we're trying to get the ball to Randall. And I'm like, what if you tried to get the ball to not Randall? I thought about that. Like, like, is it like, what if you just threw it to quickly or RJ or literally anybody other than Julius Randall? Is that a possibility? Nope. Not WM to do it. Not going to be able to do it. The meme. <laughs> not going to be able to do it. <laughs> Celtics fans on Twitter saying Missoula ain't ready. He's not? Okay. Let me get my Joe Missoula stuff off the way. Let's go. Let's I, go, Tyrese. I, I, I'm ready for the trend. I've been waiting. Okay. I'm, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. I'm I'm pumped. Let's go. First of all, he looks like Dobby from fucking Harry Potter. I just have to get that off my chest real quickly. Like, he's a skin fade at 34 years old. What the fuck are you doing? You're not Chris Paul. Like, oh, man. He has the long, like his face looks like a fucking traffic cone. Have you ever like looked at his face? And it's just like long ass chin with like a square ass head, but somehow like his hair makes it look like a top hat. Anyway, back to the original point at hand. Like his adjustments are garbage. Like he doesn't know how to adjust. His adjustments are basically like, I'm gonna Jason Tatum, my young board, my son. I love you, Jason Tatum. I want you to go win us this game. And Jason Taylor was like, I'm not going to fucking win you this game. I'm going to pass it to Al Horford in the fucking corner so they can't make fun of me. But, like, guy just seems so – he's not ready. And, like, I can't blame him for not being ready because he got the job at training camp. But, like, God, like, you just watch Joe Mazzula coach and you're just like, dude, you got so lucky. Like, I'm all for fucking African-Americans winning. But, holy shit, he must be the definition of fucking affirmative action because there's no fucking way he deserves that job. But, like, I digress. Joe Mazzillo is, like, not a good coach, and he's going to get exposed. They're losing in the second round because, like, Bud will coach circles around him. Tips will coach circles around him. Like, they'll beat the, they'll beat the fucking 
six hitters because the Sixers stink and he's a better coach than Doc Rivers. But like, if you're asking me top four coaches in the East right now, he's not one of them. Like, I would start JV Bickerstaff over him, like easily. Spo, um, you can give me fucking Jamal Mosley. I'll take him over Joe Mazzula. Like, Joe Mazzula is very, very far down the totem pole right now, and like, I can't blame him. He's a rookie, but like, anybody who legitimately voted here for Coach of the Year just like is either on the ringer or just looks at the record and goes, oh, that's the best coach. So. All right. Hey, Clippers won, so we're safe. Yes, we won't be the team to give up a win to the Russell Westbrook Clippers. Both Bugs and Memphis got it done instead. Shout out to Memphis. They've been going through it, by the way. <laughs> that that day was rough for them. They had the Brandon um, Clark Achilles. They had the Dylan Brooks suspension. Then they had the John Morant suspension. Wild, wild, like 10 hours for them. They got, got three-piece. Like, for whatever reason, they just got three-piece. Which, I mean, couldn't happen to a better franchise. But, like, jeez. <laughs> Oh, that was a good day on Twitter, though. That was a good day on Twitter. <laughs> it was. Oh. Um, Eric McLaurin says the quickly vindication couldn't have come in a better game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everything came together in, like, one packaged bow. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just fucking... Oh, well. Wow. Um, so, Peter Griffin from fuck who's a Boston fan, is now, like, coming to terms with the fact that a many quick is going to be six men of the year. Nice. I think that game was, man, I mean, I can't wait to see what Zach Lowe and them say on, like, his podcast and, like, NBA Today, because, like, I know. First take will be special. I can't wait for first take. I'm watching first take intently. I need need to see those, those, those leaks of the ballots. I need to see the ballot leaks. I feel like at this point, like, I think when New York is good, they usually win a lot of awards. Um, yeah, I mean, when the Knicks won, what was it, 54 games? That's when, like, Carmelo was scoring title. He had some MVP votes. Um, he broke up about? LeBron's um, unanimous MVP because he was the only other guy who got an MVP vote, which is hilarious. In nice. But... Shout out that voter. Um, J.R. Smith won six minutes of the year. Um, did Tyson win? Um, that was the year before. Okay. Yeah, Tyson was dealing with injuries for a good part of this that season. Tyson was dealing with being a fucking huge piece of shit that season. What he was doing? (laughs) Fuck Tyson Chandler. Fucking oh my god. (laughs) Man, I must have been like too young and out of the loop to know what what um Schwinn is referencing. This guy fucking spent an entire series. Biting the sheets for a Roy Hibbert, as uh, as Tyrese would put it. Fuck him, fuck him. I I'm fucking so hate Tyson Chandler. I'm so, this guy was I'm bitching in the middle of this. He, this guy was in the middle of that fucking playoff series, bitching about not getting post touches. We haven't run a fucking post up for you all year because you can't post up, dude. What are you Tyson fucking talking Chandler about? Chandler was complaining about post touches. He was like, he was bitching about not touching the ball enough. Like it's like, dude, you're oh, a lob threat. Oh, Wait for him, oh, wait for oh, you to I'm, like go set a screen for Raymond Felton and go run your ass into the paint and catch the lob. I, I fucking can't stand that guy. He's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck him. Fucking fraudulent ass DPOI. Fucking Ooh, scumbag. Felt, talking about the, the Knicks. Fuck out of here. Need to hear this. 
Skyrim Tell is actually pretty good. He's like the one wow. redeeming quality of ESP. Sam, 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 Tyrese, what do you think about Sam needing the white man's approval? <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> that is like such a wild conclusion to draw from that statement. Holy shit. Tyrese, I thoughts? Can, I cannot believe you said that on air. That is. We're getting to the that part of the stream. Holy shit. Yeah, I thought I thought we'd get to that like more towards like the two hour and ten minute part of the stream, <laughs> not the one hour and forty seven minutes. Black queens forever, nobody's. I'm just died. I'm just saying I, I'm still not hearing a response from Sam here. I'm a little, a little concerned. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Poor Anyways, like I can't talk. <laughs> Anyways, <sighs> let's That's gonna get quit this... midstream here. He's like, guys, enough. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to just I happen to like Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Scott Van Pelt. I do he, like Scott Van Pelt. He's good. He's like exactly. He's the one redeeming quality of ESPN these days. The bad the bad beat stuff is awesome too. Him and Monica McNutt. Well, yeah, yeah. Monica yeah, McNutt is a special. That's different. Special. That's different. That's different. Generational <laughs> talent. Amen. Um, Wokai Frazier says the Knicks beat the Nuggets. They're officially Ooh. contender in my book. Yo, fuck your book, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, what? fuck you, uh, Clyde Fraser. No, I agree. Yo. I think I, but he's right. He's right. Like, if they be, I mean, that's so that's historically a team, specifically Jokic, right? That's a player that, like, the Knicks have just absolutely gotten their shit handed to. Like, he's destroyed them for years through multiple coaches, multiple schemes, whatever. Doesn't matter. And they're, are, are they the best? They're the best record in the league right now. Are they what? Jeff, you know, no, uh, Bucks, Bucks, dude. Okay, really? so they're like the even after even after their loss. Yeah, forty-six and eighteen. Yeah, you're right. Game up. Okay, like so they're the second best second best record team in the league. They're the best team in the West. Um, I mean, yes. Like if the Knicks beat them, then, then, then you know what? I might need to to rewind this back and apologize to Jeff. Uh, but I might take that the Knicks couldn't beat the Bucks because they beat the Nuggets. <laughs> I, I might get there, bro. I I really do because that's like to me. I've I've been I every single year we play the Nuggets. I chalk that up as like that's like two losses. I'm like yep, two losses. All right, two losses. Like can't do it. Um, and beat every now and then we get the best of him because he's just a flopping little motherfucker. Um, he's like dude. I mean, just, Jokic is insane. He's got a seventy point three true shooting percentage this year. Like what? <laughs> like, He's, he's just he's ridiculous. He's um, so yeah, he's, he's and, it's unbelievable what he's doing. Like he's yeah, I mean, it's sad that it's sad what modern discourse has turned the just you just can't like people can't appreciate him, but he's just he's so good. It's crazy, yeah, it's crazy how good he is. He's awesome. So which is kind of my point. It's like and 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 not just him, like the fact that he is so good and his skill set elevates the guys around him like Murray and and Michael Porter Jr. very specifically um like if you if the Knicks win that game all bets are off all bets are off we're winning the championship we're going all the way James Owen's going to have a parade in the in the canyon of heroes parade in um, my city it's going to be great awesome. okay so we've beaten Jokic once and we haven't beaten him since yep. 2017 well yeah cuz he didn't play the, the time we played them this year in Denver no, I'm talking about 2017. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, no. Because I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying, 
you're right because the, we beat them this year, but Jokic didn't play, obviously. Oh, God. you know, you might have a point. You might actually have a point there. Like, yeah, I can. If we beat the MVP and Ju- in the house that Julius Randle built, then like the house that Julius Randle built. <laughs> what? That's so disgusting. What? It's right, but like you need you need to be you need to meet Doctor Kevorkian. Oh my god! <laughs> All I'm saying, if it happens, then like, yeah, I can see, I can see the contender talk happening. Imagine we take the win streak into that game. The oh, thing, the thing is, we're running the table. I'd shit bricks. I would shit bricks that entire series, bro. Really? The thing that the thing that Schwinn said that was so true though is, it's not just a really good team. The Knicks have beaten. I mean, I think the Heat are better than their record, and then obviously we've got the Celtics. The the Knicks have beaten a couple of good teams, or in the Celtics' case, really good team. It's but in the Nugget, the Nuggets aren't just a really good team. They're a team that's had our number ever since Jokic has been on. Like ever since Jokic has existed, they've just crushed the Knicks. So it's a good comment because beating the Nuggets wouldn't just you know be like symbolize beating another good team. It would be it would show that we have another level of being able to compete with teams who usually give us a ton of trouble. So, so you can say that Jokic is putting, um, is getting greatness out of great men in a great moment. Yo, <laughs> yo, get out of here with this Michael Irvin shit. Has <laughs> so anybody, uh, totally unrelated to any of this, have any of you guys seen Creed 3 yet? No, not I'm yet. About, I do want to see it to. though. Probably see it next week. I mean, I heard it's good. I, I, I saw I saw Cocaine it. Bear today, so I mean, how was that? No wonder. Quickly, quick, quick. It's fucking awesome. What do you mean? It's fucking Cocaine Bear. Of course, <laughs> it was great. Look, I have no problem with Cocaine Bear, specifically the. Cocaine bear. <laughs> uh, have you seen? <laughs> I have not. I need to see it. I'm like pretty excited to see it. To yeah. be honest. Um, I was just wondering, totally randomly. I had no idea what Tyrese was just referencing. Yeah, my, I, pride, I, I pride myself on seeing every movie in theaters, so I will see it soon. Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm actually being serious. But I, no, I like, know, I know you're being serious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why you're laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, 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 Jeff prides himself on watching every movie in theaters and also watching literally every NBA game multiple times. <laughs> just the, the Knicks multiple times, but I like my TV setup. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of NBA. It's pretty sad. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just really annoyed that the Knicks didn't sign Demar Derozan um, because of all the success that the Bulls are having. Sure. <laughs> oh my Demar god. Demar Derozan would have been our closer in the playoffs. <laughs> you, you had a, you had a great one. you had a great one the other day when you were like, "Yeah, this front office has done a good job," but I can't get over that we don't know what they're thinking all the time or whatever. Yeah, I just like I never understand that. It's Dang. like we need transparency from the front office, motherfucker. The last thing I want from any front office in any sport is fucking transparency. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, tell me exactly what you're gonna do. Why would I do that? How does You're that gonna shop this guy with the intentions of not really yeah. trading for him, like. And I, I just genuinely, I just don't care. Like, I just do not. And I've never. This is not just like a Leon Rose office specific thing. This is not just a. I do not care about any of my the the teams I root for. Where I do not give a single fuck about management, 
coming out and and having press conferences or telling me what they think. I just don't I don't care about it because I'm like, you're either going to do the work and I'm going to see it on the floor, or I'm not. And if if I do see it, I'll know it. And if I don't see it, I'll know it. Like, do I? I don't need to see. I don't need to hear Leon Rose stumble his way through a press conference to understand that the Knicks being 39-27 and having all their first-round picks after this year and having a bunch of young talent on the team and having Jalen Brunson in his prime and having all and, and having an all-NBA version, quite frankly, of Julius Randle again. Like, I don't need him to talk about that to understand and appreciate that and evaluate his decisions. Like, I don't. So the people that, like, cry about that stuff, I don't know, man. Maybe fucking, like... Grow up. Yeah, get grow up, get laid, just do anything that's fun. Yeah. Do something that's fun. Like touch yeah, grass. Touch grass might be one. Get a life, <laughs> uh, as I would like to put it. Like just do anything that's fun. Like I just don't understand how anybody cares about that shit. I really don't. Um like like unless there's some actual serious crisis happening. And and by crisis I mean like somebody being accused of a crime on the team or something like that. Like that, that's a situation where I do agree. Like the front office or somebody management level should come out and like handle it. But like, Oh my God. Who, how like, they didn't talk after we signed Jalen Brunson. Like, okay. Like you need them <laughs> we, to explain that. Like, Steph like Bonnie did get to interview Jalen Brunson at his press conference. Oh yeah, no. He, yeah, and, it's, and the, the thing that the thing that fucking was hilarious about that is like, well, like we need to be able to talk to these guys. I'm like, you're literally going to be able to talk to them every fucking day as soon as the season starts. As soon as the season starts, you're going to get to talk to fucking Jalen Brunson. You're going to talk to RJ Barrett. You're going to ask them all the questions you want about the Donovan Mitchell trade and tampering and every fucking thing you want to ask them about. And they're going to give you the same ass bullshit fucking answers they were going to give you at that time too. And guess what? As a fan. I don't feel like you not having the ability to do that back in July affected me in any way, shape or form. So please, if like, if you're like, don't, don't shit on fans. Don't shit on the fan base. Don't shit on the team in totally in, in illogical and nonsensical ways. And then try to use, Oh, well, we need to have this access to bring information to the fans. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. Like you don't, you don't represent the fans. You don't give a shit about the fans and you don't provide anything for the fans. Um, not Bondi anyway. Uh, but like, you know, there are guys obviously like Ian Begley. Awesome. Does a great job. Deserves a bunch of credit, right? Like he does great. And, and, and he's, and there's a reason why Knicks fans love Ian Begley because he does the job the way you want somebody to do the job. It's just, these, this yeah. is the information I have. I'm not reporting my opinion. And you know what? To his credit, when he does say like his opinions, he makes it very clear. This is my opinion. And it's and usually not a stinky opinion. Yeah. Well, even if it is, it's like, he's breaking it like very, 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 very blatantly clear. Like this is my opinion. This is what I think. He's not like, yeah. this is a fact. And he doesn't say it in like an asshole type of way. No. Like the other people. He's, he's like the cool white uncle of Nick Twitter. <laughs> You have a cool white uncle, Tyrese. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say. A cool no, white uncle, like, he, as he if like everyone a... has that in their family randomly. Yeah, but like, do you do you have that, Tyrese? <laughs> I think he does. <laughs> That's why his weird way of admitting it. That's his weird way of just like bringing it out to the light. He's like, if, he's like if Doc Kemp was like a Nick Feet writer in the best way possible. <laughs> Let's go, Larry. Bought the RJ water bottle. Yeah. Ooh. Let's go, Larry. Woo-hoo. And Jeff I has it up. This. 
This is Sam tomorrow, by the way. I have to wake up early for this exam, but I can't sleep because I've been too hyped, man. Holy shit, this is so second half of the year. Um, last year, Celtics turnaround-esque. Yeah, it very much is so. I mean, someone had said in the I've stream. I've been saying this. I've been saying said this. in the stream that this was like similar. Getting Josh Hart was similar to us, to similar to the Celtics last year getting Derek White. I've been saying this forever. I've been saying this like for a month now that there is something about this team that's like very similar to the Celtics last year. And the Hart trade is very similar to the Derek White trade last year. Um, like I'm saying, run the table. God, Schwinn's in the We're matrix. Starting to do it, aren't we? We're starting to do it. Schwinn's in the matrix, though. All right, let's run the table. Knicks running the table. Oh, is Tim Legler talking about the Knicks? Oh, he's talking about Emmanuel quickly. This is special. We we love Tim Legler on these. Oh, Tim Legler talking about Emmanuel quickly. This is special. I can't wait till this uh, clip is on YouTube. I'm gonna clip it and post it on um my Twitter. Yeah, f- post all of it though, all right? Yeah, I'll post the whole yeah. thing. The streets, talking the about RJ Barrett too. First 25 t- point, 10 rebound game for RJ this so, season. Do, oh, nice. Just make sure, just post that part, but make sure, like, you know, where you can hit like people to mention or whatever? Make sure you yeah. tag uh, Tyrese. To <laughs> <laughs> Tyrese's credit, he did call out RJ to have a good game today on Twitter. So he somewhat had some belief. Because RJ Barrett always has these games with fucking Brunson's out. Very much so. He's just like, oh, I get to cook now. Yay. Uh told you. He 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 don't you don't let the Lions out. You lock the Lions in and you keep them in. But that, that's Ross. that's another thing. Uh I thought uh in the first quarter when RJ got off to that hot start. He got out into transition, and him and Randall, him and Randall had that give and go that ended up in a turnover. And I remember thinking to myself, we talked about this last post game. RJ has this weird inverse correlation where, when he's involved in the game and his shot is falling, that like causes him to defend and to play make better. And to me, what made the end of the game so encouraging was it was clearly Quickly's game, and like RJ had a good offensive game. So if RJ was prioritizing his like, oh, I want to be a star and this game should be going through me, he could have let that affect his defense. He could have let that affect like how into the game he was. And I know that's not a very high bar, but I liked I liked that he didn't get the role he probably wanted to offensively and he didn't let it affect his defense. In fact, he put more energy on the defensive end and he was great on that end. Um, I just thought it was a really, I honestly like, I, I wish we, I wish we rewarded him with like a few pistol actions or, you know, gave him the ball a few times with in, in, in advantageous situations. RJ? Because, yeah. RJ. Cause I thought he not, not just cause he deserved it offensively, but just the fact that he stayed so locked in defensively, like just good for him, man. Like I just, that was such an encouraging game for him. But you know what? Like, but like, so like to me, I don't, I, I'm fine with him not giving him those touches because like you can't just bring it on tonight and, and like you've got it. This can't be just like the one, like, oh, Brunson's out. We need you. Like, this has to be every game. Like, and he has the ability. He clearly has the ability to do this every game. There's nothing stopping him from doing this shit. He can do this every game. Um, yep. 
more importantly, what I love, what I absolutely love seeing from RJ tonight is knowing his fucking role. And what I mean by that is like, yes, exactly. Shout out The Rock, the greatest wrestler of all time. Fuck anybody that disagrees. Um, But like, like, I don't, I don't get how anybody can disagree with that, by the way. Random wrestling aside, I, I, Many people would disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, like I agree. what I loved seeing from him and what I generally have hated seeing from him is he'll get a rebound and not give the ball to quick and push it up himself and initiate some bullshit set and we get into some bullshit offense. I loved seeing at the end of the game today in at the end of the fourth, at the, in overtime, in double overtime, when he got defensive rebounds, he gave the ball to quick. And he ran the fucking up. He ran up the floor himself. Like I loved seeing that because that is an understanding of like what what you're good at and what the team needs in a certain specific situation. Um, I loved seeing him trust quick, and I loved seeing Randall trust quick. I loved the fact that like tonight was a night like Quick's obviously had big games before, but this felt like a very different thing where it's like. This felt like a game where, like, you had key players in the team, guys who are above him in the pecking order, defer to him in yeah. crutch or sorry in clutch situations in crunch time, and and like I don't think it's a problem when Brunson gets back because Brunson to me still at the end of the day like he's the guy I want with the ball at the game type situations like he's the guy I want but like I think. There is now like they're they're definitely this felt like a very like seminal moment of like, okay, yes, we want to give Brunson the rock, and yes, we want to get RJ the rock or Randall the rock and crunch like but like I think quickly definitely elevated his standing, not just obviously with fans like all of us who are fucking verbally flating him, but like I, I do think something happened with him tonight where like guys on that team look at him a little bit different than they did before, even if they kind of already understood that he had that ability. And you, you said it, Schwinn. This was another, I feel like I'm saying this all the time. You've been, I feel like you've been killing me on the I mean, I'm game. really, I'm really fucking smart. So <laughs> you, you said it. You said it like, Way to like, suck your own dick, Schwinn, by the way. <laughs> hey, somebody has to, right? <laughs> um, You said it like a week ago. You said, I asked on here, I was like, why do you guys think that, you know, Grimes can go entire halves without shooting the ball, but quickly he'll come in and play less minutes with the starting unit in the same, you know, role that Grimes does. And he gets all these initiation possessions. He, it just seems like he's more involved. And you said, I genuinely, you said, speaking for you, you said, I, I genuinely believe that Brunson and Randall see quickly as like one of them. Like they, they, they respect yeah, they him to that level. He's got um, it like that. Like he's got it. He's got it like that. Like, like, and I, I actually think like they respect him maybe a little bit more even than RJ. Um, not in the sense of like I don't think they shit on RJ, but it's more like they trust him more than RJ. I guess it's probably the better way to put it. Not respect, well, but too. they trust him. Yeah, we know Tyrese. We know. Um, but <laughs> okay, like, give him the nuclear football. I swear to God, he would have turned it over. Mayo quickly, I would trust with the nuclear codes. I would trust Mayo quickly <laughs> with like fucking to like ease race, like ease I, the tensions for the Mayo. I, I, like I would, I I trust Emmanuel quickly with literally anything. Like literally, 
my he is my favorite Nick of all time. He's awesome. I love him. Um, I'm so happy that he had this night tonight, and I'm so happy. Clive, it Clive, Clive on a shaking as he said that this was national TV. This is national TV, ESPN against the Celtics with Jason Tatum, with Jalen Brown, with Marcus Smart, their best defender. Like this was he was the best every- player on the court with like a bunch yeah. of all like four all stars. I'm not three three all stars. Um, a whole bunch of damn good players. Al Horford two all two all NBA guys. Yeah, like, he was the best player on the court. And, and and you know there was one, I think there was one possession maybe double overtime. Where he got it, he like asked for a switch onto Tatum, and then he fucking hit a three on him. I was like, "Is this like real life? Like, is this <laughs> happening right now? Like, that was man. He's just got so much fucking. His balls are gigantic, man. He he could have just fucking ran the entire court doing the Sam Cassell big balls dance the entire like game if he wanted to. I, mean, I wish he did. That was he's too, he's too holy. Yeah, he loves. He does. He does this. He he was you know he reads off the hymn sheet, um, but he he was awesome tonight, man. He really was. He was he was spectacular, and I I don't even think it's like absurd to praise him as much as we have. I, I think it's, if anything, it's like just totally deserved. He was he was amazing. Um, incredible. Someone mentioned when are we gonna start putting out Quicklin merch? And I mean, hey, wow. there's no better time than the present. Soon, so, very very soon. Don't worry. About we'll it. talk with our we'll talk with our peoples, and we'll we'll try to get that out as soon as possible. Zach. Um, <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Zach. Um, JL says heart knocking out Brown and Tatum in one play was elite. That was special. That was good. That was awesome, by the way. That was that was, special. Awesome. That was like a bowling ball move. But, <laughs> they deserved like, it too. That, that was good. He didn't even but do yo, anything to Brown. Like the Tatum shit was obviously ridiculous, but Brown, like the Celtics, the Celtics are always just falling over. Like, like this crazy. is this is you need guys like that. You need guys that are going to just be like. I'm literally going to tackle you on this play. Like you're just, you're just going to get hurt. Like, I don't care. You're going to fucking like feel what it, what it's like. And they have not had that. Like as much as like, like I love quickly. I think Quickly's tough. You know, I think Randall's tough. I think all these guys are tough. They would never, they would never have that play. They would never do those things. And you need a guy that's going to get in the fucking mud and, and mix it up like that. And he did like, I love like that's why you need a guy like that. You needed a guy like Hart, who's just like, yeah, guess what, dude? I'm gonna fucking literally clothesline you, and then we're gonna shove you in the back so you don't get a fucking layup. And that's what that's what it is. Like, that was awesome. That was like, that was like, I felt fucking at home. I felt like I was back in like 1999. I thought I thought I was a kid again or something. Like that was fucking great. Love seeing that. Okay. I want to see more okay, of so- that. I have a comparison. So you could say that Josh Hart is like D'Lo Brown for the Nation of Domination. We are. That makes the a lot of, exactly. It makes sense. He's just like, he's a dude. He's like, he's not going to win the championships, but like, he's just a dude who gets in there and mixes it up. And it's like, he's vital to the group. So you're saying, who is he in Nation of Domination? D'Lo Brown. See, I would say he's more like Farouk. What? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, Farouk, I, I see. Farouk is a better wrestler. Yeah, is a little more valuable wrestler. D'Lo Brown just had a great in- intro, amazing intro music. Amazing intro music. Fair. You fucking oh. the real deal now. <laughs> you better recognize. 
I was such a loser back then. Man, I love no I, that, dude. Attitude Attitude Era is that's like it, it's there's nothing the, like nothing. Nothing the will 97, ever be like that. 90, 97 through Austin Rock at WrestleMania 17 is like peak television. Like that, it was just great every week. Um, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even one of those guys who like hated the Austin heel turn or was like, you know, a purist. It just, The Rock went to Hollywood and that, that to me, that was like the end of the era. The great heel turn um, was when The Rock turned heel, but like he was so good at being a heel that everybody still liked him. So it didn't work. So they had like they're like, okay, well, we just like you're you're no, like you're done being yeah. ill. Okay, like like this isn't working. This is not what we expected. All right, you got yeah, you gotta be the face. Um, this guy, this guy commented uh, Tatum and Brown in the same comment. So I've been meaning to say it all night. Some of the shit we've taken here at the Quickland is for being too analytical and overemphasizing like impact stats and being like oh this it's obvious quickly will succeed with a bigger role look at these impact stats and you get all these people who just don't know what they're talking about being like oh he's a bench player so it's easy to put up good impact stats first of all tell that to malcolm brogdon who the celtics are six points per hundred better without than with he's a bench player if it's so easy why isn't he doing it more importantly start of that second quarter the knicks were without jalen brunson obviously they had Deuce McBride in, who hasn't played in weeks. They were also without Quinton Grimes. They were they were without four other starters. All four other starters. Mitch was on the bench. Grimes was on the bench. RJ was on the bench. Randall was on the bench. And Jalen Brunson was injured. So it was quickly, plus three normal bench players, plus the 11th man in the rotation. It was those five against Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart to start the second quarter because, you know, for all of the good things we said about Tibbs, he still – he doesn't sub like other coaches too. He he has a very outdated substitution pattern. The Knicks were down seven, and they very easily could have been run on the run off the court at that moment. They just could have. They were already down seven. Like we've all talked about, like this was just a game people expected them to lose. It would have been totally normal to see that seven point lead go down to fifteen in a heartbeat. And quickly said, "Fuck that," and proved why. You don't just hand wave impact data when it's screaming at you that a guy is impactful and a guy's a good player. Um, that was that felt to me like a game saving stretch. Like we're not definitely we're we're not actually going to go out of this game. We're gonna we're gonna hold serve. We're gonna stay in this game, and when Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett come back in, we're gonna give us a fighting chance. Um, huge moment in that game, and just another God quickly so good. That was that was the end of the second quarter you're talking about? No, the the start of the second quarter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome. And, and even you know, I thought like I think they went behind what was it? Ten to start the third quarter at some point? Ten or eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like he fucking dropped his nuts right then. Like he he had that block on Jalen Brown, which was fucking insane. Spectacular. And and I actually thought it's so funny, like in real time, when I watched that, I was like, oh, man, I think quickly got away with one. I thought he fouled him. But Ruko on the call was like, like, he was like, what a block. He was like just going crazy about it. And they showed the replay, and I was like, oh, no, actually, that was like an amazing block. That was like all ball. Um, that was an incredible stretch he had. He had that. I think he had a steal, then he took it all the way. Like, that was, that was again, like you mentioned, that that's just incredible stuff. So, yeah. 
AJ Schuler, watching the whistle Luca got today and seeing how Randall gets hit was quite a contr- quite a contrast, like black and white. That's a bar. <laughs> it's it's it, it. Look, I mean, we don't have to talk about it. When Julius Randall, no matter if it's black or white. <laughs> when 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 Julius when Julius Randall hit those two free throws at the end of regulation, those were his first two free throws of the game. I don't care if Julius he, Randall. He was so he was so comfy at the line. I've never been more confident in Julius Randall at the line than those. Like both of those trips, I was like, oh my god, he's like chilling. He looks here. so like stone cold, relaxed. Yeah. Like he looked like stone cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Shut that, that meditation is working out for him. Ace Man. Bouchard. Celtics always got that one guy in the nine month rotation that's built like a blog boy. Big baby Davis, Jared Sullinger, and now Grant Williams. He's built wow. like a snapping turtle. Yo, look at look at the look at the tweet I just posted. No. This is my this is my favorite clip ever. I like I just I'm so happy I found it again. <laughs> Oh God! His back to the I'm basket not... game. His mid range. His one dribble pull up. His two dribble pull up. I might have to make a highlight reel. Like the one I made for R- RJ. I'm about to make a fucking highlight reel for quick. Schwinn, like the wait, wait, first wait. time. Schwinn, one of the first times you and Stacy had me on your podcast. Stacy just busted that out, like in the middle of it. He was like, he said that monologue, and I had never seen it before. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> like, I was just like, <laughs> and you just started cracking up, and I was like, oh, it must be some inside joke that I. That's so funny. But like, we've talked about quickly. I, I do think like we should talk a little bit about RJ before we close out here. Like, he was awesome tonight, and I know we have talked about him a little bit. Like, genuinely, we like, talked he, about him in passing. Yeah, like he he was. I thought his first quarter was like super important. Um, what do you have? Like 14 points in the first quarter. He was really yeah. good. And he made shots that he doesn't, he made shots that like defenses give him because they don't think he's going to do it. Like, like open he threes, mid range. Yeah. He took two mid range pull ups in that quarter and cashed both of them. He was just really good. And then like the defenses, Jeff just talked about multiple times. Like, uh, honestly, this might have been, like, I know we, he, he's, he's probably had better like, Actually, no, I don't know. I, I think this might have been his best defensive game ever. He he was everywhere and he didn't miss a rotation. He didn't die on screens. I thought it was he was he was exceptional tonight. He was he was fighting his ass off over screens. I've never seen him work that hard over screens. And again, it wasn't it wasn't him giving more effort because oh, I'm the guy. It was Quickly's night. Like Schwinn was saying, he was giving the ball on those defensive rebounds or on the inbounds. And he was like, I'm going to help how I can help. That is the type of evolution we want to see from RJ Barrett. It was awesome to see it. Um, It was just, yeah, can't praise him enough. I I mean, look, I, I, maybe this is me being too hard on him. I'm just going to repeat it. I thought he was terrible on the defensive glass in the first half. I thought he really hurt the Knicks. I, I, I needed to see him box out more. I just, it, you can't him and him and Randall can't just stand there and watch. I mean, Grant Williams just snuck by Randall for a huge offensive rebound in overtime. You, you just, I don't Rebounding know. If so buns tonight. Oh my God. So bad. You just have to put a body. Like if, if Tibbs, if, if I was Tibbs assistant, and I'll obviously never be Tibbs assistant. I would fucking be like, yo, we're going to watch this tape 
And I want you to emphasize or please emphasize what they did to Mitchell Robinson, what the other team did to Mitchell Robinson, because they like, I know Mitch ended up with good amount of offensive rebounds. I'm not saying they were overly successful, but it was five guys every time down the court who said, we're not going to let Mitchell Robinson beat us with offensive rebounds. There was a body on him every single time. That is team commitment to defense, defensive rebounding. So you have to have that commitment if you want to win at the highest level. And no team should understand the importance of offensive rebounds more than the Knicks because their own offense is built around it. Getting beat like that on the defensive glass is unacceptable. You can't count on Mitch to box everybody out. You can't be lazy with that stuff. You just have to be better. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look, I I don't want to take away from what we're talking about. RJ was awesome. His defense was awesome. I just – there's there's still areas we can grow from this, but it's it's like that's what you want to see. Like like this is again this is why it's been so annoying to watch him this year because you're just like I know I know you can defend better than this. I've literally seen you for a fucking full season defend better than this. So like and and then you see a game like tonight where it's like like is he as athletic as Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? No, but like guess what? Being a six six big ass dude that just can like move okay, that's enough, man. That's actually enough. Like, that really is enough. And he showed it tonight, and he was so fucking good. And, like, this is why, like, I don't care. Like, everybody can have the conversation they want to have, trade for this guy, trade for that guy. I don't think the Knicks need to be in a rush to do anything. If you can trade RJ and get, like, some true star wing-type player, sure, go for it. But I don't want to fucking call Bridges. OG Ananobi. Fucking get these fucking loser Piece OG Ananobi has here, been man. a ghost since OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi is like a myth. He's like a <laughs> he's like the fucking Loch Ness monster, bro. People are like, <laughs> like oh, like he'll talk about this guy. Like they didn't fucking seen him play. Like nobody watch. I'm nobody watches the Raptors. Nobody watches the Raptors. I know this because Scotty for Barnes good reason. Fucking, yeah, because Scotty Barnes won Rookie of the Year last year. That's how I know nobody watches the Raptors. Are you fucking kidding me? Rookie of the year, superstar, get the fuck out of here, bro. Franz Wagner dog walks that guy. Dog vox that guy. Like, absolute Vox's joke. Wow. He, he's a clown. OG's a clown. The Raptors are fucking clowns. They're a fucking shit show. Besides a fucking clown. Um, I'm happy he fluked a fucking Kawhi trade to salvage his pathetic fucking legacy in Toronto. Because aside from that, the best thing he's done is what? Get a shit handed to him by LeBron? Congrats, dude. A lot of people do that. Fucking Jordan scumbag. Bubb. Craziest stat of the night. Emmanuel quickly had one turnover in 55 minutes playing point guard tonight. Special player, man. You, just and Ace Bouchard. What makes IQ incredibly unique as a bench point guard is that every other point guard off the bench is massively deficient in some area of basketball that keeps them from being a starting caliber player. 1,000% yeah. agree. Can't say it any better. I mean, he, he's the best bench player in the league because he's actually a starter. And he'll win six man of the year because of it. <sighs> and he yeah, will make me some money because of it. Nobody, at least that, that'll like what? that'll Will that make you like neutral in the year, Sam? Probably. <laughs> nah, I've 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 hit I've hit like two I've hit like two parlays the last couple of days. So man, yeah, feeling, there's no way you've got to be like, dude, you you've got to be way up. 
not to you know blow up your spot or anything make it seem like you're making <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like loaded over here <laughs> yeah you're fucking sweet though man it's every fucking day i i prefer i prefer tyrese's interpretation of sam's betting to be honest, <laughs> dude, he tailed some. He tailed some guy who had Cam Reddish to hit four threes in a game, and just yeah. what? Bada bing, bada boom. Sam, four threes. Sam has a problem. He just tails I, random people on Twitter. I don't <laughs> have a problem. I don't have a problem. I got. I got. I gotta be honest. By the way, like use code to if you want to be like. Show. <laughs> if I told, if I told like my family that I was on a post game show where my co-host thought somebody else had a gambling problem, they would be. They'd be so proud. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the gambler. <laughs> well, it's like, have you, do you ever have the conversation with your parents? You've seen Rounders, I'm sure, right? Where he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, what do you think it is? Like the same fucking five guys and then with the final table over here because they're the luckiest guys on earth? You mm-hmm. ever have that? Have you had that conversation with your parents? <laughs> no, they actually kind of get it. They get it. Um, or they they fake it well if they don't. Um, <laughs> always, they've always been very supportive. So. <laughs> Um, Dallas with some interesting questions here. He says, yes, IQ is yes, this generation yes, of manager yes, nobly. Yes, 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 Why yes. is he wedding better than Thunder Harden? Because he's not Harden. He also plays defense. Plays yeah, defense. He's not a scumbag. Does all the other little Actually, things. Harden's not a scumbag. Harden seems like a good guy. But he's a scumbag on the court, so that's what I mean. Fuck him. <laughs> oh IQ, gosh. instead of spending it on strippers, he spends it in, on ties and on Jesus. So. Exactly. I read this actually really. I I love this one. Yes. Yes. Let's go, Omar. IQ is our John Havlicek. Correct. He is our future Hall of Famer uh, who will. He's a multi sport athlete and just a stud who's going to lead us to multiple championships. Um, No, I read this really awesome article about quickly. I'll, I'll probably. I'll try to share it tomorrow, but it's like. It was something athletic. It was actually from when he was in Kentucky about like. How his dad never—he's never watched him play. His dad's like oh, wow. never come. His dad's never come to a game, never seen him play live. Um, oh, wow. And it's like all about like how his faith is. Like it, it was a really good article. It's a really good article, and I only discovered it last week. But um, yeah, man, he—he's awesome. And just I, honestly, I'm just like so happy to root for a player like him. He's just such a fun player, and everything about him is just—it's so easy to root for guys like that, you know. And like ultimately, like. I don't know about you guys, but like for me, like again, like as I talked about earlier, like I want to root for guys that like are fun and and seem to give a shit. And he's he's the ultimate example of that. And to be honest, like a lot, like if if this organization has nailed anything in the last five six years, it seems to be that they get the type of players that should be drafting. Um, Mitchell Robinson quickly. RJ, whatever you think about him, I don't think it'd be a question like whether he wants to win here or not. You know, Grimes, whatever. Even like, look, even their whack draft picks, right? Like, like I don't know, Kevin Knox sucked, but like, did you ever think Kevin Knox wasn't trying? I, I thought Kevin Knox was trying at hardest. I think Kevin Knox sucked. Like, not good. Like, that's it. Like, there's nothing to say about that. Like, I, I think they've done a good job of like picking guys that like are good dudes, good character guys, whatever. Um, and that shit does matter. Like, I want to root for guys that scheme like good dudes so yeah i mean it's it's awesome i mean that's I'm, all I'm just... we've been asking for as an as a fan base forever and we're finally getting it and some people are still not satisfied which proves that like they are just lost causes um well, apparently emmanuel quickly is a piece of shit who doesn't pass the ball to cam Reddish. <laughs> so, like, I, 
<laughs> oh like, man. I guess we should shout out my guy idea. state. My guy state. Sorry, sorry. He's 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 owned his sins. Um Ace Richard brings up a great point. I can't wait to see what Bill Simmons feels about how he feels about this game. I wonder. I wonder. If, I wonder if him and and Rosillo magically uh, missed this game tonight. Probably. He's bitching. He's bitching about Missoula, and he makes a really. He actually makes a really good point. Something I stumbled upon a, a week or two ago. I don't get why Brogdon's getting all the six man of the year praise when White has probably been better. Uh, I agree. Yeah. That is a weird thing. Oh, well, actually, it's not that weird. It's because Brogdon has more points per game. Right. It's yeah. But well, Derek White, Derek White, like, and Simmons posted. If you're interested, go check it out. But like, all the lineup data, just Derek White's been great. Like, seriously, like he's been a great player. Uh, and Brogdon's a good player too. I'm not. I'm trying to. I mean, it's it's tough to not underrate someone who's so clearly massively overrated. Like he's this front runner for six man of the year. He was minus three hundred a week ago. Fuck out of here, guy. And the Celtics are six point or whatever, five points better without him per hundred. Ugh, but yeah, Derek this, White is, is, this is the this, this is the tweet Simmons put out of the thirteen most successful two man combos Boston's had this season. Derek White is in eight of them, and then he put it in parentheses. Doesn't play in crunch time. This this yeah, this I is heard like, like a lot of Celtics fans are pissed about White not playing. But this is like the quickly thing last year, right? Like last year when we said this, like oh well, he doesn't play in crunch time for a reason. I'm like, yeah, what's is the reason that Kemba Walker is. Not actually just like cooked product? Is that the reason? <laughs> like, like what's, what's the reason here? Do you guys remember the Nets game last year when we blew a 29 yes. point lead? Uh, I, game, I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't. That, yeah, that I game. Wait, which game? That game qu- yeah. quickly, quickly had a rough February. And that was like the Hold first good game. He, that, was, that was the first good game he had had in like eight games. And Tibbs pulls him with like six minutes left. And obviously does the Burke slow offense thing, and then tries to put quickly back in when the Nets had like a six point lead with a minute yeah. left. Like he was like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna save us again." Was, I just remember being like, "Fuck out of here!" Like, don't even bother putting him back in. You don't deserve this guy. And but, thank God the, the Tibbs face turn is, I don't know. But it's it's up there. Look, if if he, I don't care how Tibbs came to this point. As if he's at this point. That's all I care about. He's here. Yep. Uh, he's making way better decisions with the roster. I think he genuinely does now appreciate quickly, like fully. We've seen this. Like he's closed games with quick with quickly over RJ, right? Like he he's shown that like he trusts him to a level that like he doesn't really trust anybody other than Brunson and Randall. So, um, yeah. I mean, I don't really care how we ended up here. We got here. So anyway, yeah, it is what it is. Yep. Um, yeah, all right. I, I, think... uh, I, I didn't mean to bring the vibes down by bringing no, up. No, you're good. You're good. You're <laughs> oh, yeah. White was in. White was only in because of um, Marcus Smart getting fouled. But other than that, Celtics fans were complaining that he wasn't in sooner, um, which is like them just being spoiled. But I did want to highlight this question by Justin, though. I'm well, not just question, but like I do want to say to this point, and I'll read the comments so people know what I'm saying. Um, can't really tell how good we are until we get through the first round. Playoff ball with all the adjustments and scouting is just so different from regular season ball. I will say these last two games have given us somewhat of a taste of playoff yep. ball. Um, Miami isn't the caliber of team that the Celtics are, but they did present. I'm a tired of just getting the, the taste, Sam. 
We are reaching that point in the show with two hours and 30 minutes in. Um, but yeah, I will say um, these last two games, they have given us a taste of um, playoff ball. Schwinn says he wants a whole load, not just a taste of playoff ball. Um, but <laughs> um, Miami is not the caliber of team that um, the Celtics are, but they did present a challenge, especially with Jimmy Butler being gifted as many free throws in the world as he did. Um, and yeah, this game without Jalen Brunson having to adjust basically, and the adjustment was play Emmanuel quickly, however many minutes you need to, and let him win us the game. Um, and Julius Randle somehow sleepwalked to, you know, 30 points and helping us somewhat secure this win. Um, but yeah, these two games have given us adversity as a team that in the past, this team folds, they fold, they fold under this type of pressure um immensely um in the worst type of ways so the fact that they've been able to pull out these type of wins in these last two games has shown that you know going forward into the playoffs you kind of like even though the offense isn't um as dynamic as we want it to be this team still manages to find a way to pull out wins and you know that's what you want to get in playoffs wins and if the team can somehow still pull out wins in the playoffs and um throughout all this then i'll take it and what are the playoffs about? It's about matchup hunting because defenses locked in are more are just they're just tougher to exploit. Like the 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 I always use this as an example because I think it's a pretty solid example. But like the Warriors' beautiful offense that literally lives to exploit you know off ball shit. You're not seeing those mistakes as much the playoffs turn into a slugfest and, uh, and it gets mucked up. So the playoffs are all about matchup exploitations and adjustments. The Knicks are already p- playing playoff basketball. They're hunting mismatches right now more than they have. IQ season. was doing it a ton tonight with he Grant Williams. It. The Knicks were doing it at the end of the heat game. They were, they were hunting hero arrow and they were hunting whatever. And, what have we seen from Tibbs? Like, let's give him credit. Second straight game, he's gone small. We saw Randall at the five twice tonight. Two different times we saw him go to Randall at the five tonight. Although um, we did suffer on the boards, but yes, he did try. We did, yeah, but it's happy. you want them to be prepared for those moments. There's only one yes. fit way for them to be prepared. And the big thing is he could have gone to Hart. Hart had, what, like three fouls? Like, he could have gone back to Hart. Yep. He didn't. So that's a proactive choice that he made. That's yep. not like a choice necessitated by lack of availability, foul trouble, whatever. That's actually a proactive choice he made. Um, so I agree. Like it didn't matter actually how it worked or not. The fact that he was willing to go to it is highly encouraging for specifically what we're talking about here in terms of playoff basketball. Um, like, again, I, we don't know how it'll work. We don't, we're not, and we're not going to have enough of a sample. Twins in the matrix. Very encouraging. Oh, there he is. Schwinn, what did you say after we're not going to have enough of a sample? You went into the Matrix for a bit. I don't think Schwinn heard you there, Jeff. Schwinn, did you hear what I said? I My stream froze out, actually. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) what did you say? You said we're not going to have enough of a sample, and then you you cut out. Yeah, we're not going to have a sample before the end of the season to determine whether it's like good or bad or whatever. 
but the fact that he's even willing to give it a shot, a shot is like, again, that's like, that's all I, that's all I ever want. Like, just try shit, try shit, see what happens. Like he tried shit tonight. Did it work out perfectly? No, but he did try it. How can I criticize? I'm not going to criticize him for that. I'll never criticize him for that. What I'll criticize him for is like when you keep trying the same things over and over again and they don't work and you're not willing to adjust. That's it. That's it. What he, he, to me, the last month and a half of him as a coach, he's been fine. He's been actually great, I think. Like, genuinely, yep. like, a value add. That's a huge departure from, like, what I a couple of months him. ago. Yeah. Like, I mean, when, when the Knicks made the initial rotation change, I didn't think he was doing anything particularly great. I was like, okay, congrats. Like, you made the rotation change that seems somewhat obvious. Like, but now he's like, yeah, he's made a rotation change. And obviously heart helps, but like he's also making proactive decisions in the course of games. And I'm like, this is very different from what you have done previously. And um, and it's working better. Um, but he just deserves credit for like, you know, it doesn't really matter to me where that influence is coming from. If he's doing it, he deserves the credit for it. And we're reaping the benefits of it. So I'm happy. Basically, extend extend Tom Thibodeau. No, don't do that until after the playoffs. <laughs> wait, wait for I after mean, the playoffs. So that will... I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, that is that shit, man. I, I never, I, I was, I was praising Tibbs two weeks ago, but even in like you know, in a in space I'm in or like on this post game, I would always emphasize that like because of Tibbs' lack of adjustments, the playoffs are what's going to matter. I'm approaching the point where. This team is so together and is so clearly playing for their coach and he's doing things that I never thought he would do. I'm at the point where that, like, unless it's just really bad in the playoffs, I I'm happy with Tibbs as coach, which is crazy. Like I, like I'm, I'm not going to lump Tyrese in with me and Sam because Tyrese always believed in Julius Randall. But if you had told me and Sam at the beginning of the season that we'd be fine with Tibbs and very happy with Randall, we'd have laughed you out of the fucking building. Like we, me and Sam never would have believed you. Yeah. Good on them. Good on them. I think we'll end things here as we have reached almost two hours and 37 minutes. Shout out to everyone that's been rocking with us this whole time. Um, Y'all are real ones. Uh, make sure y'all leave a like, y'all subscribe, especially if y'all new. We're on our way to 1K subs. All that you do definitely helps us here. I don't understand the YouTube algorithm as well as I somehow understand the Twitter algorithm. Um, but I know that leaving a like and subscribing will help us out a bunch. Check out all the links to everything in the description. We got links to the site, the merch. We got new merch that just dropped check it out new sweats sweatshirts remixes of some older stuff check it out the knicks are hot why not cop some strickland can i uh, can i get one last word in i'm sorry yes uh we didn't say his name once on this post game obi toppin got absolutely fucking cooked by jason tatum for a dunk and the celtics came right back down the court tried to put obi on an island against tatum and Obi slid with him and blocked him at the basket and combined that defensive possession with two Obi catch and goes off the dribble. One where he created a layup for himself. The other where he made one of his jump passes and set up a basket. Look, I know you can only say so much about Obi Toppin because his role is so limited, 
but he's still out there working his ass off. He's still out there giving some value. I just wanted to give him, you know, 20 seconds of our time because I appreciate that guy, even though I don't, he'll never live up to his draft pick on this team. Yeah. Tyree Spice, so bad that you such for that. I mean, we, we did, we did mention Obi Toppin tonight. I I do want to say that we did, we did speak on him tonight. Oh, my bad. Um, Two and a half hours, you lose, you lose track of (laughs) him. No, I definitely, I understand though. I understand. Um, yeah, so check out all the links. Um, shout out to everyone to rock with us. It is like 1.30. I have to be up in like three and a half hours for work. Nice. Um, so, you know, <laughs> shout out to me for staying up. <laughs> um, I'm going to be... I'm just laughing at Tyree saying facts to that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he understands my pain. He understands my pain. Um, I might have to drink coffee for the first time tomorrow. Um, but yeah, shout out to everyone that's been rock with us. We'll be back oh, on you Tuesday. Might, you might need to drink espresso for the first time tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so shout out to everyone that's been rocking with us. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday. Hopefully Knicks make it 10 straight. We'll be playing the Charlotte Hornets. That should be an easy win. Who knows in this league, though? Um, but yeah, Knicks nine straight. Time for the championship parade. Peace out. <laughs>Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. Yeah. New New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.